From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Thursday night edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford at studio this morning. We're going to take your calls here in a little bit. we got a couple topics off the top that we're going to hit as well. We're going to hang out in the live stream. Probably going to, I don't know, Neil's drinking water. We're going we're to have some water. We're going to have maybe a, a drink. I don't know. We'll see, where, we'll see where the night goes. Yeah, we'll so, see what happens. You, you sober tonight? You, you, um, you? Yeah, I, I've been out in the yard working most of the day, and I haven't really eaten and I don't know how probably to, not the optimal situation don't know that for that's the a great uh, idea and my uh, my inability to get to the gym consistently has me wanting to avoid food as much as possible so trying to balance all of those things Got a lot of a lot of problems all right so we got that going on we'll uh we'll see where it goes tonight uh also if you're listening to the podcast you're already on your way if not you'll have to listen to the podcast andy staples joining us here uh in a little bit again not live it's in the podcast forms from the stream you just get us you'll get andy if you're on the podcast so you know those that are around in the mornings you know the drill you know we do this sometimes and get about a half hour with andy for the uh the podcast version of this here uh this here potato log podcast so and if you watch this you should listen to that part as well he's he was really informative it was really good um there aren't probably you made me guess the three or four most connected people in college football media it would be andy ross dellinger maybe brett mcmurphy feldman and feldman and i think i'd stop there i think that's the tier yeah and i'd probably put andy one or two with dellinger okay so and he's talked to a lot of people and had a lot of insight uh, most of which i think is positive He's, he's, he's a dose of cold water for the people who think this season's going – he disagrees with Dabo. Let's put it that way. He disagrees that the season starts day one. So you can hear that coming up here uh, here on the show. Again, Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. Use the Speed Pass Plus app. That's the best way to uh, get your fuel. Don't touch much. And right now, that's a big deal. So use that app. Also head on next door to the uh, the Oxford Crystal. Use the uh, the drive-through Put your name in the fishbowl if you so wish at any crystal, uh, what a combo crystal location in the state. April 27th, they're going to pick somebody out in each location, going to win a free crystal for a year. And again, we're in the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662 257 1900 is the number. Call it, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Um, it's going to be right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. You can shop it around, or you can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford. You'll love the service. Uh, you'll love um, you'll love the product, of course. And uh, Corey, Corey, and the people there—they go the extra mile all the time. Corey wants to be your truck guy. He wants to be your car guy. You'll find out what that means when you make the call. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Andy Staples, other guests, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters on the Square in Oxford. When we get back to some semblance of normalcy. Remember the people at Rafters, they've been with us uh, through this, and um, we would appreciate it if when you head back to Oxford or when you get back out in Oxford, you reunite with your friends, 
head over to Rafters, enjoy uh, one of their uh, burgers, enjoy their uh, selection of beers and libations, and um, whatever's on the screens. They've got tons of screens. At some point, sports will be on those screens, and uh, you can enjoy an evening at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. So it uh, came out today, um, Ole Miss sent out a release saying that uh, essentially nobody on campus until August 1. That's the the Cliff Notes version of, of what yep. it said. It was it was mostly talking a lot about um, camps, events, just different things, but I think athletics is included in this as well. That's it is. kind of the way that works. So uh, look, this is not a surprise. They had already told students nobody until August 1. It's all summer school sessions are online only. This was the next natural progression. I know a lot of people go, well, why make the decision now? Well, look, if we if tomorrow some magic elixir comes down, we can always change our minds. But what this does do is allows planning. Yeah. There's tons of orientations. There's tons of events. There's baseball camps for kids. There's just there's a baseball lot going camps, on basketball that is necessary. Camps, uh, football camps. All the football camps, everything. Yeah, so Cheerle- cheerleader camps, dance camps. This allows all that to just go, hey, don't expect it. We'll figure out a way to either refund you or do something else or do something Here's kind of the plan. That's what that yeah. was. So don't freak out. This is this is what it is right now. So and Ole Miss isn't alone. Uh, we got an email from Arkansas because of Campbell being a student there that campus is closed till August the third for any gatherings, athletics, academics, or otherwise. Other schools are going to file suit. Um, it it is what it is. It's it's uh, it's why I have said for a while I've. I've I think I'm finally, for one of the first times in my life, I'm in the majority here. I absolutely do think there's going to be a football season. I absolutely don't think it's starting on time. Hope I'm wrong. Like you said, if somebody finds some magic drug and they can mass produce that puppy and everybody can shoot that into their veins and, and we're all good, cool. Yeah, whatever the reason is, if there's something positive, come, hey, let's jump on schedule. Sounds good. All for it. But But without that, I think we're looking at a different deal. I mean, you know, I saw the the White House press conference today. They talked about, uh, for lack of a better word, reopening the country. It's not going to be in hit a button. It's going to be in stages. Whether people agree with that or disagree with that is, is immaterial at this point. That's how it's going to be, at least as of now. And um, I think as we get into the summer, that's going to be the goal is, is getting – the big thing to watch for is that these campuses, at these schools at some point announced in the summer, hey, we're going to be open for fall semester. The brick and mortar portion of the university is going to be open. Kids are going to get to move in. We're going to have classes, all of that stuff. That's the big thing that we're watching for. I think that's going to happen. Uh, most people that I talk to think that's going to happen. But, you know, everything else you can't just wait till the last minute to cancel stuff. You've you got to kind of put stuff out. Listen, I anticipate some sort of an announcement about college football being pushed back in early June. And people are going to lose their minds when that happens. I know that if it happens, they're going to lose their minds and say, why are we doing this now? And the answer is because if you have to reschedule games, that is a logistical thing that takes time. And you can't wait till. August the 29th to go, hey, you know what? I don't think this is going to work Saturday. Let's reschedule. I think they're going to go ahead and make a plan because they've they've got to have some real concrete plans in place for how you reconvene 
all of these programs and all of the people that are in these programs in football and in soccer and in volleyball and whatever other ball sports there are. So whenever we do uh, get started back up, Neil read this to me a minute ago, there is a, uh, a tweet or a story going around Brett McMurphy, who we uh, who we mentioned for uh, Stadium, um, watchstadium.com, whatever it's called now, uh, said only halfway through a 12-year contract, there's already a growing sentiment among ADs that they want the playoff to expand from f- not 4 to 8, not 4 to 12, 4 to 16 teams. Look, if you're one of 16 teams, you better be cutting regular season games. You're be cutting, and you're not ever going to cut conference championship games because SEC would kill somebody over that because for money making standpoint, sure, they're uh, the players would balk at that and go, "Whoa, way so. too many games here." The college football doesn't have a players' association, but if it did, this would be a problem. So I don't, I, I don't know. Like, well, we I, are fast approaching a place where the college football players' association, which doesn't exist. Mm-hmm has more power and more leverage than ever before. Because earlier today, I was on the Jeff Calkins show in Memphis, 92.9. I love Jeff. Great dude. One of the best interviewers there is. And Jeff asked me, did I think there was a scenario where the college season would be played and fans wouldn't attend? And I said no. Talked to Andy Staples this afternoon. You'll hear it on the podcast. Andy said yes. Andy would know. I said to Andy on the podcast, in the interview, I said, the players would have a tremendous amount of leverage in that moment because, obviously, if it's safe, for, if it's not safe for their friends and family and it's not safe for the student bodies they represent, but they're out there probably have the ability to say hey uh just thinking you might want to pay you might want to play pay us just kind of thinking out loud and andy said yep it will absolutely impact the negotiations moving forward about likeness and stuff like that if it comes to that the players would have an incredible amount of leverage and if you throw in going to a 16 team playoff the players have even more cuz you're talking about potentially adding two more games mm-hmm. or two teams. You could play as many as five postseason games. A conference title game and yeah. then, a sweet, then a Sweet 16 and an Elite 8, a Final Four and a National Championship game. Five. Yeah, they're, they're Another lot, almost half a season. There are a lot of elite players that say, uh-uh. Because we're already starting to get a little bit of anyway. Hey, I'm not going to play in the bowl game. Right. Well, now, not only am I not playing the bowl game, I'm going to have to play in that bowl game and 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 that bowl game. Eh, I got a little, got yeah, a little thing now. If you're a potential first or second round pick. Every one of those games is a potential money killer. And again, the player says, wait a minute. Just last year, we played uh, amidst the coronavirus, and you didn't let my mom and dad, and you didn't let my girlfriend, and you didn't let the students come to the games, but I played, and now you want me to play three extra games, and you don't want me to get paid? Nah, I don't think so. And that day's coming quickly. I still wonder, had that first plan worked, what that would have looked like in baseball with just the family in the stands, like just the the sixty people or whatever. And it's been really weird. Yeah, it's been really weird, bizarre. And in a football stadium, it looks even weirder. Oh well, now, I mean, NRG Stadium, Ole Miss and Baylor, and you only let each player have two people. 
And then someone's going to raise their hand if we're at where they are today and say, so wait a minute, hold up. This is becoming a mass gathering. Mom, you can't sit next to dad. Y'all right, gotta you gotta sp- put, who is it? All the airlines that have removed middle, not removed, but they're not allowing middle seat sitting right now. Is that now? right? Yeah, I think some of the major airlines are just doing aisle and window. Man, the airline industry, they're down 96%. Right 96? Now, 96. Well, that's not good. It's not, that's, it's not optimal. Suboptimal, as people yeah. say all the time. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, that's there's a lot of little underlying stories that are beginning to develop as this because I think this story is beginning to take shape. There's confidence about the peak with the coronavirus. There's still I watched the White House briefing today so that I could in case it got brought up today on the show. There's still an ad, an admission from the people at the White House that they don't exactly know everything about the virus just yet. That's but, lovely. Yeah, but I do think there's a growing consensus that we're going to have a season. I just think the season's going to be pushed back to some degree, and I don't know that it starts with fans. I hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I hope everybody who thinks that is wrong, but what – the college sports are hoping, obviously, is that one of the pro sports, any of them, pick one, will be the guinea pig. Take the pressure off. Like they'd love Major League Baseball to do something. In yeah, y'all July. go ahead and get going. Figure yeah, it out. Y'all get going. Let's see what happens. Because then, if that's a complete disaster, well, then now you can punt till the spring, and people might not push back as much. And if it works, you can go. Okay, good. We're good. Don't I don't sense that college football wants to be the guinea pig. No. So that's the news. That's really all all that's happened in the last twenty four hours. It's 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 slow news days these days. Um we've got uh if you missed it, we had two podcasts yesterday, just a quick little recap before we open the lines in a second. We did the uh the morning show as really? most people would have I know I'm getting there. Oh, okay. We had two Oxford Exxon podcasts. Gotcha, gotcha. We had uh, we had Mackenzie Salmon on. We had uh, Royce Young on as well, the NBA writer that was in uh in in Utah the night the NBA season stopped. We uh, Neil did a podcast with um, <clears throat> Dr. Michael Cuttingham yesterday of uh, RebelGrove.com message board fame. About 50 minutes of uh, of coronavirus talk. So um, you can find that. That was a special edition of the show yesterday, and then uh, a soft verbal with one Zachary Berry, also up on the uh, on the site at RebelGrove.com and all the places that you listen to these podcasts so that is uh that is your podcast in a nutshell i've got a bourbon south i need to release got a couple other things going as well so um zach and i brainstormed about a couple shows today so yeah you'll get podcasts we'll figure out a way to um figure out a way to uh keep you somewhat entertained gonna go to the phone lines in a second um if you want to call if you want to talk you want to hang out basically tell us how you're doing if you got some topics questions we'll take those too i don't it's not like after a game i really don't necessarily have a have a plan for this one we're just gonna kind of see where it goes i think at this point yeah, we're we're good because we can take some calls. And we don't have a. We bunch will of- take a little break to go to Andy. Yeah. in the recording in a minute, but otherwise, yeah, we're uh, we're we're we're, we're yeah, so good. we're not we're not leaving. Just hang tight. We're just doing a little. Not uh, right now, but whenever that does. Right, happen. doing a little administrative stuff when when that comes around. We'll throw him in and his interview, as we were saying, it's about half an hour. Uh, it's really good. You'll uh, Andy's one of the best. You'll enjoy uh, you'll enjoy listening to him. Just kind of getting everything going for a second. We're going to reach out to the people. I've got my mask ready. We're going to be around the public. 
a lot of uh, a lot of bourbon in the live stream tonight. I'm seeing just from uh, what everybody's drinking standpoint. I'm seeing some 1792, seeing some Blantons, seeing uh, some Makers 46 in there. I think a minute ago. I think I've I never had that. Is that good? Oh, that was quick. I love how I don't even put the line up yet, and people just have this thing saved on their thing. So 46 good. Uh, the 46 is pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I was crazy. Turn your uh, device down, please, while I'm getting you in. Uh, oh, we're going to people now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, oh, God. Here we go. Get safe. Who we got? Hey, this is uh, Wilson. Wilson, how are you? Just hanging in there. Just hanging in here in South Carolina. Just locked down and bored. Wish there was something on TV. What are you watching with all so the sports what's going up with uh, the office for like the fifth time. Man of Neil's heart. Jim and Pam are going to yeah, end up I together. Tiger King and I watched Tiger King and now I'm back on the office. <laughs> I can't even do the show. We're going to be around people, man. You got to be safe. I don't want to get anybody infected. Just in case. So how, how how like other than your TV watching are you like are 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 you an essential employee or are you stuck at home every day like what's what what what's changed stuck at home and just rewatching David Freeze hit that home running game six um and then that's it really and then that flip sucked. over to Netflix really I hate it yeah man. well if my team only had two World Series champions oh, I'd be upset about it I'd rather have eleven. Yeah, I, I I know. It's always a cards fan, isn't it? Yeah. So it's always a cards fan. So you you had a question before I interrupt you. What do you got? So I know y'all hate this, and I don't mean to like. But what is what is up with Zach Evans? Because <laughs> I know. Turns out do you he, think he's self isolating right now. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna guess no. I'm gonna guess that that based on uh, on Zach, he's a, he's a, he marches to his own beat, and he's not taking the, this particularly seriously. It turns out that he was on to something. There was no reason for him to rush to some campus. <laughs> do you think he even knows this thing's happening, or do you think he thinks he could just take it on one on one? I don't know. This is hard to talk. Yeah, you're you're, you're gonna get hot at some point. Yeah, right? it's it's. Uh, I, I don't know what Zach's doing. I mean, I mean. All seriousness, you know, he had a. In, in fairness to him, he had a plan for early March. He was going to take two visits and decide, and then we all know the rest of that story, right? I mean, so he couldn't take either one of those visits, and so you know, I, I don't, I don't ultimately know what's going to happen. And at this point, uh, you know, if he wanted to take visits, he can't. I mean, he could sign scholarship papers somewhere. They wouldn't really be binding except for the school that he was signing with he can't sign an nli because of the way the rules work so i mean it's fun to pick on him and i do it too but i i mean he's kind of in no man's land right now because you know he can't he can't take a visit till at the very earliest june the first and then now i don't know what the what, what's going to happen with the recruiting period now that all of these cam- all these uh, campuses are getting ready to announce what Ole Miss did today, what Arkansas has done, what other schools are going to do, which is it's closed. So I don't know, like there's no camps. The, all the June camps and stuff that we're used to seeing and covering where recruiting sort of develops and kids take visit, that's, that's not going to happen. So, you know, it's just we're in a different world. And I, I suppose if Zach Evans is going to play, 
whenever the the all clear is given for teams to to report to their respective campuses, I guess he'll pick one and report. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Wilson. Absolutely. <clears throat> right off the bat, we got the office. We got Zach Evans. We got so much stuff there from uh, from, from 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 the people, if you will. Uh, let's see. Um, your voice. Like, I had to turn the mics. I had to change the mics and everything. That thing muffled you pretty good. Did it? Yeah. Okay. Well. Oh yeah. I guess I should. Uh, I should put the number up. I even turned golf on for you. Did you? Yep. What what, what masters are we rewatching? Right uh, what year? That is that I don't know. One that was before HD. Looks like Tiger's first one, maybe. Ninety seven. Is that what we're doing? Uh, nineteen ninety seven final round. That's not one that I've rewatched to this point. I've gotten really down the wormhole. I mean, I've watched a lot, but that is uh that is that is not one of them. Numbers we can watch that, or we can watch the two thousand Orange Bowl, which I think was Tom Brady's final college game. Who'd they play? Uh, Alabama. Okay. The uh, NBA 2K Players Tournament. It's DeAndre Ayton versus Trey Young. That's probably what Carson's watching upstairs. We can watch the uh, Patriots and Rams Super Bowl from February the 3rd, 2019. Uh, there's a baseball movie about Trouble with the Curve, which I've never watched. Oh, God, it's awful. Oh, God. Uh, oh, oh, oh. NHL has... That, that, uh, that, that, that's making me hurt. NH- you, you've never seen Trouble with the Curve? I've never seen it. Oh, you should watch it for the sheer comedy of it. It is, it is Clint Eastwood as old school scout, and it is it is so bad. I mean, it is it is it is horrific. No, I've never. I, I'm not sure I've ever even heard of it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, NHL HD has the 1994 Stanley Cup final between Vancouver and the Rangers, which, if you remember, jives with all of the uh, the, the uh, OJ Simpson stuff, and then. Uh, NBA TV has uh, Magic Johnson's first game back after his retirement when he contracted HIV. So yeah, man, there's just it's just a night of great games. FS1 has 2010 Eagles versus Giants. So Eli's on tonight. I mean, it's just a lot, a lot there, man. Just it's a who says there's no sports on TV? Get all the sports, tons of sports, more sports than we could possibly watch. So what are we going with? We're going to do the greatest games. Are we doing? Uh, it's up to you. We can uh, we can watch the golf if you want to watch the golf. I'm good with the golf. I don't care. You pick. That's fine. We can watch the 2019 Indianapolis 500. I mean, look at this. Could you name an IndyCar racer right now? Uh, uh, Not a, a current one. Uh, 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 Roger Mears. I don't know. No. Remember when that was a big deal? What's that? Um, hey, Webb, thank you so much, man. Appreciate that. The number's up now, guys, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's up. Okay. That's what I was asking for. It. 662-259-0991 is the, uh, is the phone number. I would like to get Bubba's thoughts on... Uh, on quarantining? Yeah. Sammy, if you send me a Cardinals face mask, I'll wear it. And if you send a Louisville face mask, I'll make sure Chase wears it. Louisville is that the one? That's the one they they know. That's your you have a distaste for the. Uh, it's really weird, isn't it? It doesn't make. Uh, a ton I mean, of, everybody, everybody. It, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Everybody has their hate. Who's on the call with us? Hey, Daniel Chase is Bubba. Hey, y'all doing? There you hey, go. Hey, Bubba, what's you're, up? You, you, How, how's life with? Hang on, you're, COVID? You're, you're you're late. If you're not first, you're last. 
Hey, well, you know, it is what it is. I'm just it is what it sitting is. here, just sitting, you know, sitting in the trailer, just just kind of going crazy. Been working a little bit because I, I run a tow truck business. But I tell you what, I'm I tell you, things in Walden ain't good. But it is what it is. The the tow truck business has got to be slacking a little bit right now when nobody's supposed to be out on the roads anyway. Or do they even? Or, or is there a lot of social distancing in Wal in Walnut? Well, you know. Yeah, there's some social distancing, but I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm just sitting around. I'm at, we have been slapped like ain't no no people driving nowhere, you know. So um, the only thing I get, you know, my car's broke down, but that ain't, ain't even happening now. But my, my wife's wanting to shoot me, to be honest with y'all. But, Why is that? You know, I'm sitting at, <laughs> sitting at home too much, man. You know, I was just... It's one of those things you can only sit home so long. She can only look at you so long, and then she just don't start to like you. you are, you, are you nagging? Is she nagging you? Are you nagging her? I mean, what's 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 happening? There's there's a lot of listen. There's a lot of people think a lot of marriages aren't going to make it through this. I mean, you 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 oh, know we've been married forever. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's called alcohol. I can get through it, but there ain't no sports on. There ain't nothing. So, been listening to you boys. You've kind of been the uh, you know. Get me, get me through things, so to speak, every day. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Bubba. We're uh, we're trying. We uh, I looked at the calendar today, and it said it was only April the ninth. And to be honest, it was a little bit of a depressing moment. Man, I don't even know what day it is anymore. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'm like, what day is it? And I, y'all's call actually, you know, you, you kind of let me. Uh, I kind of know what day it is because I'm like, it's, oh, it's Monday again, you know. So, but I just want to say I appreciate y'all and. Hopefully this gets some passes, and me, I hope, hope you're rich again, because we all going to need some money. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> appreciate so, it, Bubba. Y'all have Absolutely. a good night. I all appreciate right. it. Uh-huh. Bye. He always just knows the number, has it on speed dial. I'm surprised he had to wait for it to, to, I know. to, 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 to pop up this time. I know. Got beat. You're not first, you're last. What are you watching now? Uh, I flipped to that Giants Eagles game. I'll, I'll go back. No, I don't care. It's no, I, I don't game. either. I, I'm gonna go ahead and tease. I think Woods is going to win this. Well, I'm, I'm sure it's the final round that we're showing. So yeah, I mean, he started the final round with like a seven shot lead. Is this the one where Tom Watson had the big run to finish fourth, third or fourth? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Tommy told for whatever us, reason is he still playing. No, no, not not quite. You just start reading all the players' names. I mean, I don't know who these cats are. Look at the difference in the clothes now, though. Oh, baggy and uncomfortable, and like it's all cotton. You know, it's got to be all hot and like and it's, pleated pants. It's it was one of the craziest parts. Of like everything is, you know, we, we didn't realize what we were missing when dry fit wasn't a thing. Like we'd go run and have all these cotton shirts on, and now you put it on for five seconds, you're like, oh my god, it's yeah, it, it's whatever. Who's on the line? Who are we talking to? Hello. Yes. Who's here? This is Mark. Mark, where are you? Where, where are you from? Oh, I'm calling from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I'm actually a Tennessee fan. I wrote Neil a letter for his mailbag. Oh, that's I right. I probably listened to. I've listened to about a hundred of your podcasts of the last month. I think I might be sick or demented. What but, what, what turned you uh, on to our podcast? I, I mean, we're glad to have you. But how'd, how'd right you get started? When Luke, right around when Luke got fired. And then when Kiffin was hired, because I obviously have an interest in Lane Kiffin, um, I started listening to you guys and loved it. 
I mean, and even as a Tennessee fan, I think it's great, compelling, entertaining, and I think it's a great thing to listen to. I don't know what I just I listen to it every morning. So, so what's your opinion of Lane Kiffin? Um, I'm low key jealous. Uh, I wanted him when we hired Pruitt. I like Jerry Pruitt. Um, I want to play him back. Um, now, you know, Lane, when he got the Tennessee job, ran off two quarterbacks named Taj Boyd and Bryce Petty. We didn't run them off, but just told them, we don't need you or you can't help us. And that was kind of, you know, Taj Boyd going to Clemson kind of started the Clemson program. And I almost said program, like Neil says it, but I didn't say program. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so, you know, that. Yeah, but yeah, I wanted him back at Tennessee. Uh, I'm excited for him to get back in the league. Uh, I think he would have crawled to Knoxville for the job in 2017. I do too. But it was just kind of, it, you know, Fulmer was never going to allow that to happen, and the powers of be at Tennessee were never going to allow that to happen. But if you pulled the Tennessee fan base, I believe it was well over 50% would have wanted him back. Um, and oh. as far as his kind of off the field activity when he was in Knoxville, if he wants to. I'll keep it family friendly. Make out with, you know, <laughs> sorority girls on the in the middle of the power T. As long as you got us to Atlanta, I didn't care. That's how bad it's been for us for a decade. What's it like being an SEC fan in Columbus, Ohio? Um. Well, you guys talk about obnoxious fan bases. The fan base, and I have a graduate degree from Ohio State, so I can't really say anything. But the Ohio State fan base feels that. Everything related to their football program is the greatest thing ever assembled. And they can't fathom that, you know, everybody, it's everybody in the SEC cheats. That's why they win. They hang on to that one victory versus Alabama in the 2014 Sugar Bowl, which was a phenomenal game, but people realized that was probably Saban's, what, third worst team he had. He's had at Alabama and a wide receiver playing quarterback. Yeah, you know, and about Lane right. decided to stop, Lane decided to stop running DJ or uh, Derrick Henry and TJ Yeldon when they were getting like nine a crack. He decided to put the ball game in Blake Sims' hands for some reason. Um, but it is the lone Big Ten program that operates like a high-level SEC outfit. They recruit like that. They, you know, I'm not aware of how extensive their network is, but I'm sure. They do things in that realm. Sure, it's as well. very extensive. Yeah, yeah. And they and they, you know, they treat it like it's a high, it's a high level SEC outfit, and it's slumming in the Big Ten because the big rest of the Big Ten just doesn't. Uh, a proximity players, but B, they just don't put the resources towards it like Ohio State does. The whole Urban Meyer uh, thing didn't humble them a little bit. And when the she- oh, they all defend him. You kidding? He's got a restaurant here. It, I mean. Yeah. yeah, he's he's held in very high regard. He's a hell of a coach. Very high regard. That's that's about the extent of it. What uh? I mean, I, oh, go ahead. No, Sorry. no, fin- finish your thought. I had something else. Um, I mean, I, you know, I when he was hired at Ohio State, I was I didn't really care about all the off field stuff in Florida. I knew he'd have Ohio State right back in the thick of things in, in a year or two. You know. I don't hate Ohio State. I don't hate the Ohio State players, the program, the coaches, the, the fan base, and their media. You talk about fanboys and homers 
Yes. It's oh, we're familiar. Off the chart. Yeah. We, 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 we have, we, no, have, oh, we have an awareness or two. We've, we've, we've had an experience. Um, the rivals person had a, from Ohio State was caught cheering and cussing out the refs in the press box this last year's Fiesta Bowl. Kind of breaking up on us a little bit now. We're having a, we're having, <laughs> oh, a having a hard time. <laughs> you broke, broke uh, yeah, up on that one. Your, your signal's kind of breaking up on us a little bit right there. We, <laughs> we missed we missed all of that. That's just it's well, we, 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 okay. I, I apologize. Well, we had the we, we had the rivals writer at, at, at one unnamed school uh, was not it was not was Ohio yeah. State that uh, went up to the opposing coach and did the choke sign on the field <laughs> a few years ago. We had to we had to live that one down as a network. So that's. That's been a thing too, but you know what? Hey, we we we, we sign these ethics agreements and stuff that we're always going to be above board. He it, was it, just it, saying that his collar was tight. That was it. all. It, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't really. That's what he was doing. Yeah. So if we, if you listen to us every morning, God help you. What other podcasts do you listen to? Um, my Tennessee centric radio show slash podcast is Tony Basilio. In Knoxville, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. Yeah, I know, I, know, I know Tony really well. Yeah, I've done that show a bunch of times. Um, um, he's my go-to as far as uh, as far as like kind of my lunch hour, who I listen to as far as Tennessee sports goes. Other than that, and I I've got onto uh, Wicked Game on your guys' recommendation. Mm-hmm. That's that's fascinating. I love that. Um, but that's pretty much it when it comes. To, yeah, I listen to. In Columbus for Ohio State stuff, I listen to Chris Spielman and Bruce Hooley. They put out a podcast that is kind of faith-based towards the end. They're both, you know, high, it's very interesting to listen to. They go through sports in the last 15 minutes. They do kind of a faith-based uh, portion of the podcast. You know, that's, that's what they're passionate about and what they're dedicating. And actually, Chris Spielman's uh, putting up all his, a lot of his memorabilia on eBay raising money for people with COVID-19 and they're oh. giving out like a thousand dollars a week for 40 weeks. He even is giving away out, uh, giving away his all Madden jacket from 1994, which is like one of his most prized possessions for some reason. It's, you know, interesting tidbit, oh. but that's what I mainly listen to. Cool. Well, well, we hope you uh, keep entertaining you. Appreciate the call tonight. And we're, we're going to do this pretty regular. So thank uh, you. Ch- yeah. Check back in with us. Absolutely. I will. Thank you. All right. Good night. Mark. <clears throat> Appreciate the uh, the call there. You listened to the latest Wicked Game yet? I'm 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 still like two decades behind. So. Yeah, I, I won't spoil it, but there's there's something in, in this latest one that was wow. Like I couldn't believe they were able to pull that off and keep something uh, private with a, a president's health. I don't. Oh no, really? Yeah, I don't know that you could do that. What today? You, what year are you? Uh, it was like it's 1892, 96. Okay. Let's see. I'm looking. No, that's fine. It was really good. I've been, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. That was a uh, a good spot to uh, in the uh, in the podcast to go to Andy now. After that, so again, don't uh, if you're calling, wait a minute. We'll come right back to you. And if we uh, if we go to a, a whole screen, just hang on tight. We'll be back with you for a good bit more tonight. And we're not anywhere near done, but we're gonna gonna pay some bills and then talk to Andy Staples on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline for the podcast version. Before we did, I'll tell you about Community Mortgage. You know by now where they are: Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. You know that you get underwriting and processing in Memphis to uh, take care of you. You got the float down option and uh, and much more. So find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com.
Uh, we are also brought to you by the Iron Horse Grill. The Iron Horse Grill is located at 320 East Pearl Street. It's a uh, They also specialize in on-site, large event catering for up to 250 people, off-site full catering services, especially beverage catering. So if you're planning a birthday party, a graduation celebration, a rehearsal dinner or a wedding reception, um, all of those things once we get back to normal, uh, you want to be able to enjoy the moment. And uh, they're your answer. They're a one-stop shop for beverage services for a 250 to 500-person wedding or even a 3,500-person gala. The uh, Iron Horse Grill is one of the largest beverage caterers in Mississippi. It can service the entire state. So call Sarah Black at 601-398-0151 for your catering needs and knock that off your worry list. Let the Iron Horse Grill make your event one that is memorable forever. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen and Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures including Invisalign. These uh, clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment. Financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, that's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by Nest and Wild. Sleep better with a Nest and Wild mattress. Nest and Wild is a Mississippi-based mattress company making a high-quality mattress delivered right to your door. They make buying a new mattress easy. They're all one-foot thick, 100% American-made. The pricing is fantastic. We'll make it even better with a promo code of REBEL20. So go to nestandwild.com, enter the promo code REBEL20, get 20% off your purchase, and your mattress will arrive at your door in three to five days. Podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the top of the page on how to support Oxford during COVID-19. You get ways to help hospitality workers. They've got tip roulette you can do in uh, multiple ways to uh, assist those who are jobless right now. And they also uh, give you the, all the options for delivery, curbside service, so you can still eat out, still find uh, carry out and delivery options here uh, here in Oxford. So, again, that's Visit OxfordMS.com. Now, here's Andy Staples for in our podcast. Andy Staples of The Athletic joins us here on the podcast. Andy, uh, always great to talk to you. As you know, I'm a big fan of your work going way back. And uh, I guess this is what we were talking before we got started. You've got uh, – yours are a good bit younger than mine. You're fourth grade, third grade. This is bound to have been a little bit different than what you anticipated spending your spring, huh? Uh, it is. Now, I, I when all this closed down and, and they said, okay, you're going to be doing school from home, I thought I was going to do be having to do some teaching. And that's not what I've had to do. I've ended up becoming the IT guy, essentially. I'm the guy who gets you on your Zoom meeting, who makes sure your iPad's working, who uh, makes sure that you can send your assignment in on the app. Uh, nobody seems to care about if I know anything or not, which is probably good because, you know, now fourth and third, I'm okay on most of these concepts. As they get a little older, like yeah. the math's going to get away from me. So I, I'm okay now. But I'm I'm more than happy to just be the IT guy. Yeah, my uh, Caroline, our middle child's uh, a junior in high school, and I see some of her stuff, and I'm like, man, I don't know. I hope she didn't ask for help because I can't help. If it's something that involves writing, I'm in. I'm in. I can help you. You want to make it? You want me to write it where it makes some sense and where it sounds good? I'll, I'll help you with that. But man, you start bringing the math and especially the science and some of that stuff in, I'm out. I, I, I'm. Well, the, the I'm good totally news for toast. me is my, 
my wife's in medicine and can handle the science through high school. So I don't have to worry about that either. I just, I'll help them with the writing, with the history stuff. Uh, she can help them with the science, the math. They might be on, on their own, I, I'm afraid. It's crazy times. I mean, it's, it's uh, everybody has their story. I, what was yours? When did you discover, I mean, what, when, when was it in March when you had that voila moment or you had the voila conversation where you said, man, our, our world, our sports world, our world in general has really changed quickly? Well, I think, I think I had the same moment that most people had. And for me, I'm sitting in my living room and we're watching something. I can't remember what it was. And across the bottom of the screen, it says NBA has suspended all games. Rudy Gobert has tested positive. And this is at the, on the same day that the conferences were saying, okay, yep. we're going to play without fans tomorrow. And it's crazy to me because like, I remember watching the ACC tournament and talking to somebody who had been at the ACC tournament the first night. Cause remember they, they start real early cause they have a Saturday final and they've got 14 teams. So they, they started, I think Tuesday and they had baby races across the court the first night. And then two days later, everything's getting shut down and the NCAA tournament's canceled. And it's crazy, but it was that Wednesday night when Rudy Gobert tested positive. And then it's just like, wait a second, you start doing the math. You're like, okay, so then I have to quarantine the Jazz. And it, he tested positive in Oklahoma City, so now I have to quarantine the Thunder. And they probably have to quarantine everybody who, he, who, who the Jazz played in the last two weeks. So you can't have an, wait, you can't have an NBA? And then, and then you start doing the math on the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Well, what if one player tests positive at one of the sites? You have to shut down the whole site. You can't have a tournament. Oh, no. They're going to cancel the NCAA tournament. That was, the, that was the math in my head that night. It's like, oh, no. This is, this is going to be real bad. And it's, it's been super weird. Very, very weird. And, uh, you know, I don't know where it goes from here. And, and it's, it's been strange. You know, people seem to be getting mad yep. when you tell them what the people who make decisions in the sport tell you. And, because the people who make decisions in college football are, they're not, I wouldn't say they're pessimistic. I'd say they are dealing with a lot of unknowns right now. And so they don't know what to say. And they're not going to give you a bright, cheery outlook because they don't know. And they don't want to tell everybody something that's going to disappoint them eventually. So the problem is when you pass that information along, people get upset because they want you to tell them everything's going to be fine. But we, I mean, no, no one knows me today that no one knows yeah. today that everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Me personally, I think eventually everything will be fine. Yeah. I just don't know when that's going to be. That's the problem. So We're all in that, in that boat. So you, you know a ton of people in college sports. I mean, you, you covered this. You see for a long time, you, you're one of the top national guys in the country. You can get people on the phone pretty consistently. I know you work with Bruce Feldman a lot, and Bruce is in the same boat as you, highly respected among the people that we cover. Uh, I've read a lot of Ross Dellinger stuff. I know he's not a – you guys are technically competitors or whatnot, but I'm sure you read his work and he reads yours. Of and course. Of course, you know. And so I, I read your stuff. I read Bruce's stuff. I read Ross's stuff. And I'm like, man, these guys are – they're talking to a lot of people and they're, they're, they're not getting the answers that fans want them to get. And, and you just referenced this. When you talk to people 
and I'm not asking you to give away sources or anything like that, but when you talk to people, I know that you have some, you have obviously on the record conversations, you kind of have, these are human beings that we cover and they want to know, because most of the time they'll say, hey, what are you here? I know you're talking to other yeah. people besides me. What are they saying? And so you're having these conversations. When you talk to these people who you know are going to be involved in these conversations, when it, we get to, for lack of a better word, kind of nut-cutting time, what is the tone in, in their voices? What is the tone of the conversation? I just think they're they're concerned because they have a million unknowns being thrown at them and they're being asked to comment on them and asked to make decisions about them when there is no good answer right now. I mean, the problem is, if you're an athletic director, all the real decisions are happening so far above your pay grade. And we're used to football coaches and ADs being in control of everything. But the fact of the matter is, there's no AD, no conference commissioner, nobody controls at that level when 70,000 people are allowed to get together again. That's going to be a governor who decides that. You know, it, it's not, it's not something they can decide. And I think that dry, I think it probably drives them nuts because they are used to being in situations where they can make most of the decisions. You know, the university president's going to make some of the decisions, but a lot of the stuff's been taken out of the hands of the university presidents as well. So this is just a situation that they are not used to. And it's a, a, just a cavalcade of unknown, one unknown after another, because it's not just, Oh, can you play football this season? It's uh, when can the students come back on campus? When can the players come back on campus? When can you gather enough people together to to have a practice? There's there so many things that, that you have to check off before you can even ask the question of when's the season going to start that I think it frustrates these folks because you know they are constantly being asked for answers and they just can't possibly have any of them yet. So let's talk a little bit about from what you hear and then your opinion. Obviously, you've covered college football for a long time. You've covered a lot of stuff. At what point does a decision have to be made? I mean, this is not as simple as, okay, well, we're just going to push this thing into the middle of August and we'll figure it out from there. If you're going to revise the schedule, you've got to start revising the schedule. You know what I mean? I mean, if you're going to say, hey, we're, we're going to push this thing and we're going to start in October or we're going to start the last week of September – You've you've got to go ahead and start making those plans, which means that's going to get out publicly. Is there a is there a date that for them to do some of those things? I mean, these these are moving a football program from Gainesville, Florida to uh, to Knoxville, Tennessee for a, a, a weekend is not just a a quick hey, let's hop in a, let's hop in a yeah let's hop in a bus and go. You just do. Yeah. yeah. So if if you got to move that game from, and I'm just throwing dates out because I don't have a ch- calendar in front of me. If maybe the Vols and the Gators were going to play on October the fourth, and now they're going to play on November the fourth, you've got to start making those arrangements. Yeah, I would think if you do move the schedule around, and this is again just me spitballing, you try to move move the games from the window where you have the delay, and leave the ones that are scheduled where they are. If you can, the later ones. Yeah. So let's say if you were going to start October 1st, the games you already have scheduled after October 1st, leave them where they are because logistically then you don't have to change anything. And you, the, then you just have to change the logistics for the front end as opposed to the whole season. That would that would be the, the way to handle that if you get to that point. But the, I, the number or the date I have heard, I, I think Larry Scott from the Pac-12 said this publicly last week. I, I'm trying to remember if this was a teleconference or somebody, somebody interviewed him. And, but the, he mentioned the end of May. 
And I think that's probably a good long window and it gives you enough time to make, make some decisions. The problem is, will we know enough by the end of May to make any kind of decision? Because I think that's, that's one big thing they fear is that they say, because it's one thing for the masters to say, we're targeting this date of November, right? You know, this, this week in November, but they can always just move it. It's their course. They can just play it whenever they want to. The, you can't do that with a football season. You can't. There's too more, too many moving parts. So, I do think they would they would have to have a plan fairly early. But the the question is, would the end of May be soon enough to know when we're going to be allowed to put people together again? And I kind of hope it is because I mean, if you think about this, we've been in this scenario where. Things have been, you know, almost everybody has been socially distancing themselves for less than a month now. Yeah. It's almost to right at a month. So the end of May is another month and and three weeks from now. So that's more than twice the amount of time we've already been doing this will have passed by the time you get to that point. So hopefully there's more information. I mean, and that, that's the thing that they've got to figure out. And by they, I mean CDC, National Institutes of Health, the federal government, state governments. They've got to get a handle on what the real mortality rate of, of COVID-19 is before they can start making recommendations, making decisions. And the fact of the matter is, at this point, there's not enough testing. But who knows, in, in six weeks, seven weeks, maybe there is more testing. Maybe they do feel like they have a little better handle on what they're dealing with. Because that's the hardest part with this is the unknown. You you don't know exactly what you're dealing with, and so you err on the side of caution. Because if you if you don't, and it's a worst case scenario, it is a horrific worst case scenario. In your opinion, can college football games be played where the fans are locked out? Fans, family, college yeah. student bodies, the whole deal. Yeah. And if it comes to that, I would think they'll do it. Because the, you get a bunch of money from TV. Everybody would be watching. You, you think people wouldn't watch those games? Oh, no. I don't no, I don't doubt for a I, minute that people wouldn't watch. I think the ratings would be through the roof. The Oxford Exxon Podcast is also brought to you by Dead Soxie, where sharing is caring. Right now, you give $10, you get $10. Let me explain what that is. It's a win-win. All you do is you uh, copy your personal referral code at uh, deadsoxie.com. You send it to your friends and family via email, text, or social. And for every new customer that uh, you produce, you both get $10. You can earn freebie socks for life because there's no limit on how much you can earn. Uh, for every time you sell, you get every time your referral code results in a new customer, the new customer gets $10 and you get $10 in uh, purchase. So you can get uh, all the socks you can want. Just share your link. Collect the rewards. It's people helping people, as we all should, especially right now at deadsoxy.com. The podcast also brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. If uh, you are uh, looking for someone right now who can kind of help you navigate an explosive stock market, a lot of unknowns, a lot of uh, of fear out there and all that stuff, Pinnacle Trust is for you. Uh, They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. Pinnacle Trust, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. 
So regardless of your level of wealth, they'll sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's Pintrust.com, P-I-N-N, Trust.com. Mention that you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the podcast. You'll get 10% off your first year's fees. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Eventually, this will all be over. Eventually, we'll all be able to get out. We're going to want to go on vacations. We're going to want to get away. And we're going to want that vacation to be one that we remember for a long time. I recommend John. He's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows John to supply his clients with added values and unique benefits that are simply not available to other travelers. What you do is you give him a call, you give him an email, you give him some parameters, you give him a budget, then sit back and do nothing. He will give you options and know this, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. And we're brought to you by Oxford University Bank, OUB, locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go back into the Oxford community. OUB gives you the comfort of home, all the benefits the big mega banks provide, all the technology and products you can want, all with the personal touch. And when you call OUB, you speak directly with a live person, no 10 buttons, no five minutes. What you get is Casasa. It's the absolute best cash checking account. And with Casasa, OUB will pay customers 2.5% interest on their balances, up to $50,000, and refund ATM fees nationwide. To learn more about OUB, check out liveoxfordbankoxford.com or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. And we're brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group, dedicated to building the future you desire. Founded in Memphis in 2019, their team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. Bluff City values providing quality advice, experience, and access to all their clients, and they invite an open dialogue beyond your annual review. They believe that everyone deserves financial security, no matter your level of wealth or financial goal. They'll serve as an advocate and guide to grow a portfolio that is fruitful and sustainable for you. 901-365-3447 or email ben, that's B-E-N, at bluffcityadvisory.com. I'll tell you this. I mean, this is, I'm going to get people uh, throwing stuff at their podcast machine. Do you talk about the the spot where student athletes would have the ultimate power at that moment? Oh say, my gosh! To say, okay, so hold up, hold up. What you're telling me is that it's safe for me to play. It's safe for me to be out there, and I'm going to be exchanging sweat and uh, saliva and possibly blood, and 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 all that stuff's going to happen. But it's not safe for my mom and dad to come to the game. It's not safe for my girlfriend to come to the game. It's not mm-hmm. safe for the students that I supposedly represent to come to the game. But it's safe for me, and you're not going to pay me? Yeah. Well, the good news on that one is they are going to have the ability to get more money, not necessarily this year, but by the beginning of the 2021-2022 of the school year. So, Because the, all that na- name, image, likeness stuff, is going to get decided between now and then because the law is about to change in Florida. The, the houses of, of the legislature in Florida have already passed it. The governor's going to sign it. It goes into effect in 2021. The NCAA is going to have to do something before 2021. 
So that won't help them this year, but it would. It is on the horizon. But it's interesting that you mentioned that, Neil, because that's. I was just talking to one of my editors about this. There's a lot of different things, and not just that particular issue, but you know the playoff and and whether it expands or not, and how you do the playoff. You could sneak a bunch of stuff through in this very extreme situation if you wanted to, because there are going to be a lot of questions like that. But you're right. I mean, that, that's a question that will come up if you say you're going to do it without fans. I, I mean, ideally, nobody wants to do it without fans. None of the schools want to do it without fans for sure, because think about the financial loss you take on that. You know, for the SEC, yeah, you get a bunch of money for the TV stuff, but you're still probably sitting at less, your, less than half your budget for most SEC schools at that point. I mean, that, that's a disaster. You're still going to have to lay people off. You still may have to cut sports. I mean, that, that you can't survive on that. I mean, maybe maybe you've got a nice, robust reserve, rainy day fund that you can dip into and, and try to you know, make that a little bit better. But that's not the scenario that, that most of the people in charge want either because they know if they can't sell tickets, then they're sitting on you know, a, a massive financial loss and you know, how do you recover from that? It's, it's not easy. So I just, I don't know. I wonder where they will lean on that because obviously if they could, if they're, if, if they're told by, you know, the government, there's no way we're going to let 80,000 people get together between now and December, then maybe they would go ahead and play without fans. But you're right. It would lead to that, those questions from the players and, you know, that'd be a legitimate question. Uh, by then, we may have seen an, a pro league try something. You know, you saw the, the trial balloon that baseball floated out where they would all be in yeah. Metro Phoenix and playing games there. Uh, Dana White <laughs> at the UFC <laughs> wants, to, wants to reenact blood sport, apparently. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what happens with those entities and, you know, if MLB can pull something off, then then maybe you could do something like that. But I think ideally you'd still want people to come. And here here's my thing on this, Neil. I, I keep going to the same thing. You'd probably need to get this season started by January to get it in during the school year. I'm talking about football season. Yeah. If we as a society aren't up and moving again by January, I feel like we probably got way bigger problems. Yeah, than whether they're going to be some sports. I'm optimistic that we as a society are going to be up and moving again by the middle of next month. I really am. I think I think we're going to get moving. I think that they're 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 closing in on some serology test where we can find right. out whether you know. Hey, have you Andy Staples had coronavirus exactly. and didn't know it? You know. Um, yeah. Get get a handle. Get a handle on who has it, who has had it, how it affected everyone, and I do think. At that point, and especially if you have a cheap, efficient method of testing whoever needs to be tested, we can probably get back moving. I think you're right about that. What but I do wonder we about... We just don't exactly know when that happens. Yeah, what I do wonder about is not, can can you go back and go to your job at, at the bank or at the stock... Uh, your your stock place or can you go back to to your job even at a restaurant can you can you open up restaurants where maybe you change the seating maybe you do a lot of outdoor seating stuff like that i think we're going to get back to that fairly quickly i do wonder about the the government the agencies signing off on 
Yeah, sure. You you guys can open up uh, the United Center for a concert. You can open up uh, Wrigley Field for a baseball game. You can uh, open up uh, Florida Field, the Swamp, for a football game. You can let yeah, sure. We can let seventy eight, eighty two thousand people into a stadium. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Can you? There's there's a part of me that's hesitant to think that we can actually pull that off by August. It's one of the reasons that when I first started reading and hearing people talking about a spring schedule. And, and people Im- immediately pushed back with, man, that's ludicrous. My response was, it's really not. It, 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 it kind of makes it, some it, sense. And also, would you rather have a, football, a full football season where fans can go or something weird where you, you, cut, you, know, where, where you don't play the same number of games or fans can't come? Which would you rather have of those two things? Yeah, I would rather have the full season where fans can go. And the yeah. other thing, and listen, don't get me wrong, I'm cheering for starting on time, playing games, all that stuff. People think that I'm, I'm, I'm not, but I'm spitballing the other. The one thing I also worry about with this, with a, a summer season, where because that's what August is. August is summer, where guys report in late July, and we've got to figure out, we've got to rush to get this baseline of of health information, and then they start the season, and then we have problems, and then what? That's that's exactly. the to me that's that, the nightmare scenario that should scare I, people more than what, anything. That's what's going through every AD's head and every you know school president's head is what if I get everybody back on campus? Like you're, let's say you're a school president, so you're not even talking about just football. You're talking about athletic events on your campus, but you're also talking about the fact that you've got all these people back on your campus. Yeah. In general. Yeah. What if something happens again and we have to go back to doing this again? What then? And that's, I think that's, they'll, they'll continue to err on the side of caution, but I'm with you that once we have a little better handle on this, on, on the information, it'll be easier to make those decisions. And that's the hardest part now for everybody, not, uh, not just athletic directors, but from the president of the United States on down, there's so little reliable information right now that how can you make any decision? You played football. How long does a program I mean, look in an ideal world? They have they have spring football. They have a couple more weeks of conditioning and stuff. They take their final exams. They get a little break. They come back for first summer term. They they uh, lift in the morning or run in the morning and then lift in the afternoon. Whatever. They have some seven on seven. They do some of that stuff throughout the summer. They uh, they get a little break and then they come back and they have fall camp and they're in great condition and they get ready for fall camp and then they gear up for the opener and away we go. I I, I realize that's that's ideal. That's not going to happen. How long, in in your opinion, from from your experience and then from talking to people, is is not ideal, but is required to be safely ready to go that first weekend of September or whenever you decide to start? How long do you have to have before that to get ready to go? I think the more cautious people would tell you about two months, and then you can go down to about six weeks probably because I think there needs to be some sort of conditioning period before you start camp of some kind of a couple weeks. I don't think you want to just rush people right into camp because you don't, you don't know what they've been doing in terms of their conditioning. So you can at least try to figure out what the baseline is in those couple weeks. And that will help your strength coaches and your medical staff advise your coaches on how hard to push during camp because you don't want to push people past where they can be pushed and deal with injuries and, and fallout from that sort of thing because you want them to be healthy for the season. 
And I think from a from a schematic standpoint, a, a month of football practice is what they do right now is enough. It, it's not ideal. It's cer- certainly not what the coaches want. It certainly stinks if you d- if you didn't get your spring practice in, and even worse if you got a new coaching staff yeah. and you're trying to just put in new schemes. But I do think you can have a fairly you know competent might not be the right word. It'll look like football if if you have a month. And I also don't know that you want to stretch camp much further than that because I think players pass a point of diminishing returns the longer you keep them practicing against one another without a game. Before this happened, how how excited were you as a guy covering college football? Were, were you about Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, Mike Leach at Mississippi State, about oh, what a circus this oh, had a potential to be in this state? Amazing. It's amazing. And that's the thing. It's going to be amazing because it's going to happen. You know, it may not happen exactly when we want it to, but it's going to happen. And it will be awesome. It's going to be so much fun because, you know, I think Lane and Ole Miss are a great fit for each other. I think Leach and, and Mississippi State are a good fit for each other. Uh, and this is, this is I've wanted to see what it would look like if Mike Leach got an SEC team. You know, he's never had this much talent on his roster before. He's never had to play against this much talent either. But you, you always wonder, okay, does it translate? And he's outpunched his weight everywhere he's been. So can he do that at, at Mississippi State where they've kind of gotten used to outpunching their weight under, you know, in the, in the years they had Dan Mullen. And that's why they, they fired more <laughs> with a record that normally wouldn't get you fired at Mississippi State uh, because they, they feel like they're, they can continue to outpunch the weight. And then Lane and Ole Miss, you know, you, you, I was very curious when Lane took the FAU job because he could have made twice as much money as the offensive coordinator for Ed Orgeron at LSU. He took half the money to bet on himself to prove that he could be a head coach again. And, and I know that's why he did it, because he had said the whole time he was at Alabama, hey, I, I made a lot of mistakes when I was at USC, when I was at Tennessee, when I was with the Raiders. I feel like I've learned from them. And, you know, when you hear him say that, you're like, okay, whatever. But then you think about it. Like, look at Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron made a ton of mistakes at Ole Miss. Neil, you know this. Oh, yeah, big time. He fixed them. We, 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 we've, you know, we got conditioned to believe that you can't evolve as a person or evolve as a, as a coach. But, uh, Neil, before we got on the show, you and I were talking about how, how we've had to evolve professionally because of the way our industries have changed. So why wouldn't a, a very smart guy like Lane Kiffin be able to evolve? Yeah, you and I 15 Stop. years ago never would have imagined we would be having oh this conversation in this medium doing what wait, we're doing. Wait, wait, we don't write for newspapers anymore, Neil? What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, it was just a, such a simpler world, and it's, I don't know, it's different. Yeah, you're right. You have to you have to acclimate. You have to learn. You have to evolve. And I've talked to, to Kiffin in a couple of kind of small group settings where I think, what I mean, what, how successful he'll be, I don't know. We'll find out. But but in terms of does he truly believe it's not it's like you said it's not lip service he truly believes hey i learned some things and uh, i'm going to do some things differently and uh, i'm going to look at kids differently i'm going to look at a program differently he's he's so much different and you know this he's so much different in person than his twitter persona yes night and day yes. i mean it's not even the his, same dude it's his like twitter persona is is basically an advertisement for the program his lane in person, and you know, I, I don't know how you feel about this, Neil, but I feel like there's a lot of coaches like this. Lane in person is is 
quite a bit more introverted than what you see on, on Twitter. And, you know, it just seems to be more about let's, let's do the work here. And I think there's a lot of coaches like that, that, that would prefer to be kind of in their, in their element, in the offices, looking at film, you know, doing drawing plays, doing schematic things. We assume that they're all freewheeling and, woo, this is fun. It's not like that. They're, they're, some of these guys are pretty introverted and, and I don't think nerdy is the right word to, to use, but I mean, they, they, that's what they love and they love that part of it. And they don't, the other parts of it aren't necessarily what they're in it for. Don't have but a couple more minutes left with you. I know that's been a topic of conversation today about the expanding to an 18 playoff. A lot of the ADs are for it. Uh, do you sense that's something that's inevitable? Yeah. Yeah, because if you're the Pac-12 and you're never going to get into the playoff any other way, you can legislate yourself into the playoff. You know, if you're the Big Ten and your champion got left out for a couple years in a row, you can make sure your champion gets in the playoff. And then if you're the SEC... You were the ones who wanted to expand it to four in the first place. Remember, Mike's Live drove that train. So you're okay with four, and you should be okay with eight, too, because the if you're the SEC, you look at what the rankings have been in each year of the playoff, there's a real good chance you're getting two teams in just about every year. So it would it would benefit them, too. The Big 12, make sure you get a team in. They're, they'd be for it. All of the group of five leagues would be for it because the highest ranked group of five champ would probably get in. That, I think that's the concession you have to make. You have two at-larges and then the highest ranked group of five champ. And you know what? I think that'd be fine. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I, I like the four-teamer because it makes people cry, but eight teams I think would be just fine too. And I also think eight teams would make seeding mean something because I think it wouldn't just be the quarterfinals that got played on campus. I think the quarters and the semis would get played on campus. The the bowls would be out of the out of the mix at that point. So, oh wow, uh, I, I think I think being the number one or the number two seed would matter quite a bit. And so anybody who says, well, you know, would LSU have even bothered in the SEC championship game last year? Yeah, because yeah, it would have had playoff being games the number in one Rouge, seed yeah. would would matter. Now they had to they had to be on in the SEC championship game last year just because that was the first year that it felt like seeding really mattered in the playoff. And you saw what, what the difference was because whoever got to play Oklahoma was going to play an entirely different game than the game that would involve two of LSU, Clemson, and Ohio State. So that's that stuff's going to matter. And I'm, I'm good with that. I, I, don't, I don't think you should go past eight. If they, if they get it to eight, I'll become the old stick in the mud that says never change this. But I do think they, they could manage with eight, and it would, be a, it would be a fun event. And I like the idea of keeping the whole country engaged. You know, it's not great yeah. when, when a league – like, basically when Oregon lost in, to Arizona State, it made it where the Pac-12 was essentially eliminated from the playoff picture. And – do you want to eliminate an entire portion of the country from the playoff picture that early? Why not let them be engaged? And that, that just makes the sport more robust. And, and then you're still going to wind up with the same result. So why do you worry that they got to enjoy the sport for another month? 
Last thing, and I know there's no way for you to know the answer to this. I'm really asking more your opinion. Uh, based here today, as we tape this on April the 9th at 4.42 Eastern, 3.42 Central Time. Do we have a season? And if so, when would you guess it starts? I think we do have a season at some point during the 2020-2021 school year. I don't think it starts as scheduled. But as far as when it starts, I don't know. But I think they'll, I think they'll find a way to get it in because I think they have to. I don't, I don't think anybody wants to make the decisions you have to make that would come if you lose the money that you would lose from not playing a football season. So they're going to find a way. It's just the how and, and the when are going to be up in the air for a while. The catastrophe, and that would be the word, of not having a season from an economic standpoint is such that I completely agree with you. I think that they will move heaven and earth to get it done somehow, I, some way. I used that exact phrase in a story the other day. <laughs> I didn't see it, so I wasn't stealing, I promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, but I'm with you. I, that, it's that important for them. So I, I think they'll do everything they, everything they possibly can. Andy, as always, man, uh, thanks a lot so much. Next time we get you on, maybe we'll have a little more lighthearted. We can talk about food and stuff like that. But these days, it's uh, this is the topic that everyone's talking about, and I certainly appreciate you spending a half hour plus with us on it. Thank you, Neil. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. All right. This week's Specialty Orthopedic Group, Ask an Ortho segment, Matt Miller joining me. He does a lot of knees, does a few hips as well. But, Matt, I uh, appreciate giving me a little time this week. We'll, uh, we'll knock a few things out. It's good to have you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me and, and looking forward to it. So Special Orthopedic Group still open in Oxford and Tupelo for their locations. If you've got some ortho-related injuries, you can skip the emergency room. You can head straight to Special Orthopedic Group, give them a call, and they will take care of you, uh, 662-767-4200 for that. You can find out more online at SOGMS.com. So, Matt, we've got, got a, a user-submitted question. Uh, somebody had been taken up running a little bit. They had uh, – had some knee pain. Looks like the pain's on the inside of the knee. That it's uh, it's been tightening up, kind of when they when they stand up, when they move. They're feeling a lot of tightness in the knee, and then there's a little bit of swelling as well. Just they're kind of curious because should it be checked out? Anything to uh, to stick out to you? And then what sort of the, uh, the 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 potential treatment options for that? Sure. Uh, you know, looking at a lot of knee uh, injuries, uh, one of the things that we see more than anything are overuse injuries. Um, uh, and that you know really expands all age groups, uh, from you know your, your weekend warriors to your uh, high school college athletes, and even as, as folks get into uh, you know a little later stage in life and have a little more time, they they try to pick up new hobbies. Um, especially with runners, a lot of times the first thing we kind of think of uh, is pot- uh, potentially a, a meniscus uh, injury. Um, meniscus kind of as simple as we can explain it's almost like a little bumper pad that helps uh, the knee um, forces be distributed evenly uh, and and if you run a lot you put a lot of wear and tear uh, on that structure and uh, having that inside knee pain uh, you know history of a runner um, a little bit of swelling and, and especially the tightness uh, all kind of play into that usually a lot of that can be self-limiting treated with you know, the, the rice therapy, the rest, uh, elevation, compression, uh, and ice. I guess I misspelled that. But um, uh, that usually, uh, usually takes care of it with a little bit of, you know, ibuprofen. Um, if it continues to progress or continues to get to the point that it's not going away, uh, then, then it's definitely something that we uh, can take a look at and um, try, to, uh, try to help you through it. Sometimes we can treat those with an injection. 
um, a little bit of physical therapy. Um, and if, you know, continues to persist, you start having more symptoms where it's catching or locking on you, then we, uh, you know, maybe have to do uh, some type of arthroscopic procedure. But in general, um, usually can be treated, you know, self-limiting with, with anti-inflammatories and just some little activity modification. Yeah, the person that asked the question, or any of us, we're not exactly uh, SEC athletes or professional athletes where you always hear, hey, go have the meniscus surgery or whatever, and you're back in, in, in a few weeks or whatever. What, what is sort of the timeline for the average person to go through some of these methods before you would think, hey, surgery might be an option? I think in general terms, uh, you'd say probably about uh, three months uh, of trying to do some of these non-operative uh, uh, treatment options. Uh, usually when you get these, the weekend warrior, uh, that, men, that meniscus tear is a degenerative meniscus tear, meaning it's not an acute one-time injury. It's more of a, a, that overuse, uh, repetitive, um, you know, pounding the pavement. Uh, um, and, and, and usually if you get the irritation calmed down, there's really nothing to go in there and fix per se. Um, if you continue, if you have a, a, a situation where you start to the knee locks on you, then, then that's where you kind of turn, lean more into the surgery uh, standpoint. I know you're not a physical therapist per se, but a lot of people because of, uh, are not physical therapists at all, but as far as people getting out with the, uh, the isolation, everybody's in, everybody's trying to get out, get some exercise, get some sunlight. For people taking up some new activities, do you have a couple just sort of tips on, hey, let's stretch, let's do this, just sign of some, some, some normal care for their bodies as they're potentially taking on some new exercise as uh, they have more time to do that? Sure, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. The first thing is probably uh, kind of some warm-up uh, exercises in terms of stretching, uh, a light walk, or, uh, you know, the, the, the cycling is a, is a big thing these days with people, whether it's just home, you know, cycling programs or um, obviously the, the classes currently are, are, are um, being put on hold. But, uh, you know, doing a, doing a good warm-up where you, you know, get your heart rate elevated a little bit, kind of get the muscles warm, uh, doing a light stretch uh, both before and after, definitely some of the, the things to, to uh, make sure that you do before, um, you know, getting out and, and doing a long ride or a long run. Um, and particularly going back to the knee, if, if you do have some knee issues, a lot of times people will ask, hey, do I need to quit doing my exercises? And the thing that I tend to lean on when I'm talking to, to those patients is, uh, you know, you don't have to quit all your exercises. Look for um, non- or low-impact exercises. So, for instance, cycling or um, uh, swimming um, or, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a, you know, a long distance jogger or runner, you know, maybe do some more, you know, aggressive walking, but, but try to limit the amount of uh, impact on your knees in, until you're less symptomatic. Okay. Well, Matt, again, well, this works especially with the PD group open in Tuflo and Oxford right now. You can find out more 662-767-4200. Appreciate the time. We'll do it again. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot. Take a break in the podcast to you about G&M Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. G&M right there on South Lamar in Oxford. The phone number is 662-236-2222. The big deal right now, they deliver locally in the Oxford area. They take care of you by bringing it to your home or workplace. They also offer MedSync to fill your prescriptions the same day every month and make the trips as minimal as possible. Again, 662-236-2222. Podcast also brought to you by In-House Interior and Design. Nikki and Ashley have more than 30 years experience in the business. They will travel 
in state or out of state once this uh, passes the uh, the stage we're in right now. So you can give them a text, give them a call even now, 662-681-6241. You're in your house a lot. Maybe you see things you want to improve, see ways to uh, increase equity in your home when the time comes. So uh, they, again, they can help. 662-681-6241. Appreciate Andy uh, giving us the, uh, the the time there as uh, as well. Um, sorry, got a little sidetracked. I think I'm fine. I had a little had a little bit of a recorder issue, but I think we're okay. Worried about memory? I cleared it off yesterday. No, no, no. It wasn't about memory. I, I first time I've ever done this, um, and this will be completely inside baseball. You know, when you're turn when you're stopping it, you hit that and then that. Oh, yeah. I hit that twice. Oh, uh, I guess it's fine. I'm not 100 percent sure, but. We're recording right now. The, the good news is we have a video, so I can always pull the audio off the video. Worst case scenario, we we, we do have audio of what we're doing. So anyway, sorry, uh, sorry about that, but it is uh, is what it is. So uh, phone lines back open. If you'd like to uh, jump in, give us a call, talk about whatever you would uh, you would like. We're watching Tom Kite make something here on the TV. Is where uh, the pleated pants are just throwing me off. Oh, it's the pleated pants. Everybody's issue. wearing pleated pants, even Tiger. Oh, it's 1997. Yeah. I mean, this is the tournament that got a lot of people into golf. I mean, this yeah. is... And he didn't win a... I don't think he won another major after this until the 99 PGA. I think he went 10 straight, maybe, without winning one after this. I was right about Tom Watson, by the way. He's At this point, he's in second place, 11 shots behind Tiger. Okay. Brand name Willie Wood getting uh, getting into the top ten here yeah. in the '97 Masters. I remember Jesper Parnovic. Yeah. Buzzy Zeller. Yep. It's a completely different look. The caps are terrible too. The big high, mm-hmm. the big high caps we got going on here. They we're paying the bills. Hey, whatever. We're aware of these days. Whatever it uh, what what whatever it takes. Uh, turn your turn your volume down, please. Hey, yeah, I, did, I did I read correctly? Uh, Blue streak in the thread mentions about UFC two forty nine on April the eighteenth. They canceled that, right? Oh, did they? I think so. Oh, I thought Dana was still doubling down. Yeah, Georgia Rebel says I thought they canceled it. I thought I read that really? too. Yeah, uh, I thought I read that they, uh, they that got that idea got uh, xed. Oh, so we don't have a private island for it. That's my understanding. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I, I'm pretty sure I saw that today. Okay, who's on the call? Uh, this is Jess. Jess, what's up? Hey guys, just wanted to uh, call and say thank you guys for continuing to have the podcast. Been really enjoying, it, especially these days. Uh, I mean, you guys are definitely more, uh, you know, than just a sports podcast. I, I appreciate the, uh, you know, the news uh, takes and opinions. And uh, if you guys could just maybe. Uh, me and my seven-year-old daughter, Lila, are watching right now. So hey, Lila. If y'all could just wave at her and, and tell her to go to bed. It's bedtime. I'd appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. It is uh, It is absolutely bedtime. You've had a great yep. day. You'll have another great day tomorrow. But Uncle Neil over here said it's bedtime. Yep, it's bedtime. So the bald man said go to sleep. That's right. It's time to, time to go to sleep. The day is done. You got to get ready for tomorrow. It's Friday. It's good Friday. It's a big lot going on. Time to go to bed, Lila. Sleep well. Reminds me, it's like that Happy Gilmore thing. It's like, go to sleep or I will put you to sleep. (laughs) Well, I won't do that. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you can do that. It's terrible. 
Uh, it is time to publish that children's book you got going. Yeah. You got time. I've got I've got time. I, I, I haven't had as much time as I thought I would have. Whoops, let me do that. Busier than you anticipated? Well, yeah, I mean I mean the world doesn't stop. No, I mean there's I mean, still I mean, stuff. Still doing stuff and and uh, still busier than you anticipated? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean the world Oh, you got to turn your device down. No. Turn your device down. There you go. Who do we have? Hey, this is Wilson again. Yeah. Chase, I meant to say that that article you wrote yesterday oh, was awesome, by the way. Appreciate it. Thank you. I I appreciate that. Yeah. That had me it had me shaking and crying at the end. So great article. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Have a good night. You too. Who do we got on the line? I'm on. Oh, it's you. What's up? Hey, guys. Uh, oh, wh- whoa. First <laughs> off, I was actually not going to make fun of the fact that you have a freaking checkerboard for a T-shirt or whatever, a button-down, but I was actually going to come here in peace, and then you go, oh, it's you. <laughs> well, I I heard Aaliyah's voice, so it, 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 was, it, was, it was a giveaway. That was it. Oh, I was well, that's a- even worse. Oh, it's you. Uh, that's like saying, like, it's Aaliyah. Aaliyah's the best of the two of us. No, I was so excited to hear from you, really. Oh wow! Yeah, no, it it, it really should. Um, first off, uh, a couple of things on the on as Neil was scrolling through two hundred six through I believe two nineteen. That's correct. Uh, first off, 1997 Masters was a horrific day in my life. It started off pleasant because we were at CC's Pizza for a team basketball party, and I discovered the chocolate breadstick, which was an unbelievable delight. It's a delight that you can't even you, you can't even picture it in your dreams until it hits your taste buds, and it was going amazingly. Unbeknownst to me, my younger brother Blair had been watching the third round of the Masters with my father upstairs the day before, and on the big screen at CC's Pizza the next day was the fourth round, and Blair called dibs on Tiger Woods that day, which solidified me to an eternity of. David Duvall, Phil Mickelson, uh, you name the ringer of the week while Blair got to win 15 major championships, and that was a horrific day. Also, on 219 over on FS1, you can watch the only time I've ever in anger kicked over a TV tray after Deshaun Jackson runs back the punt and keeps the Giants from winning the East that day. I knocked over the TV tray in the uh, playroom, with my dad and my dog, my former dog, Rebel, RIP, buddy, miss you, in attendance, I knocked over the TV tray, and Rebel acted like uh, that literally he watched someone get murdered in front of him. That was the day the Giants Giants blew that big lead that day, right? I think it was 19. Yeah, Uh, something like that. Tom Coughlin, everyone likes to do the, oh, Tom Coughlin, Tom Coughlin. For being a disciplinarian, the thing that always fascinated me about him is, how did he get the reputation of being a disciplinarian when his teams got no fewer than about 11 penalties a game? Once you get a reputation, you can't do anything to break it in the, in the NFL. No, I, you, know, you know what I really it. think yep. it is? He made guys show up early. Well, the, he, oh, he shows up early. Like, oh, he's tough. He's attention to time. detail. Yeah, and it's like, oh, no, his teams don't play with discipline. Like, 
you tell me Bill Belichick is a disciplinarian? I believe that. I look at penalties. Like, oh, his teams line up right. His teams don't get – same thing with Saban. Everyone loves to do the, oh, no one calls penalties in Alabama. No, they don't ever line up offside. They don't get false start penalties. Like, they do the little things. You mentioned the golf thing, having to choose David Duvall. Is it more crazy that, that his in-frame thing actually lasted that long or that no one's tried to pull that off and those never came back? Like Once, once the in-frames went away, they're just done. That was it. Speak for yourself. Uh, oh, come on. The other, uh, last fall, so remember when I told you all my parents were uh, cleaning out their house in anticipation of their move? Guess what I found in a Ziploc box. You didn't wear those anywhere, though. That sounds like a challenge, and I most certainly did. Now I say I that you did. You did dress up like Tiger Woods in our golf tournament last year. So yeah. <laughs> no, first off, first off, Duval actually made the big wide M frame look cool. With that being said, the problem is when you are an eight-year-old trying to wear full, like full-bodied adult M frames, it's not a good look. So I had to go to the. Uh, so Duvall had like uh, I used to remember the actual names of the actual frames, but Duvall had the M frame that had the like the rounded edge. Well, there was a shorter M frame that cut off the edge and like stopped like right at your temple, and okay. I could wear that perfectly. And yes, I did have those in Sub Zero and Fire Red. Is Aaliyah really enjoying this time period during this quarantine because there's no sports on and she gets TV one? Uh, no, so. Uh, true story, as I'm sitting here talking to y'all, I have counted at least four different times in which she has given me this snap and turn it down. Um, and that doesn't even include the multiple times that I haven't been looking because I've just started ignoring her because she's doing that. Uh, how do you, do you, have you enjoyed TV one? Put her on the phone. I want to talk to her. Well, I'm on the I'm on the headset, and she's actually. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, she can come. Come on. Trade off. Yeah, we got yeah. time. They want they want you on the show. Hey. What's up, Aaliyah? How are y'all? How's uh how's 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 COVID nineteen treating you? Oh, you know, my, I have to go into work every day, so it's been no. Difference. You're you're you're, <laughs> you're essential. Well. My business is an essential. I work at corporate, but they consider me essential. So I guess so. Hey, I'm a paycheck. I can't complain. So how you, you, you got your you got not not just your 15 minutes, but you got the newspaper. You got Jeffrey not watching sports. You've got a lot of stuff going on pretty positively for you here in the last 30 days. Look, if I'm being honest, I would give that all away if they just said, you know what, on June 27th, you can have your <laughs> wedding as normal. Like, I don't care about he can li- he can literally have six TVs in the living room right now if they told me my t- my wedding I'm writing it down. What's the what's the plan right now? Are you, yes. are, you, are you having to come up with an alternative plan or are you still you still firmly sticking with June the twenty seventh? Well, we're gonna get married that day, day no matter what. Like it's it's me, his parents, brothers and my parents, like we're gonna get married that day. What I'm worried about is it's going to come down to it, like, June 1st, and it's going to be like, oh, well, you can have, like, 50 people there, and then, like, the venue's not going to let us cancel or postpone or whatever it is, 
and then we're screwed because then we're like, do we just tell, hey, we want you 50 people there. I just would rather it be like, no, you can't have it, or yes, it's a full party. You know what I mean? Where's the anxiety level about this whole thing right now? Are we at like eight, or are we just still down at two? Uh, I would say 6.75. Okay. <laughs> What? I mean, it's like, it's in the back of my mind, but it's one of those situations that I can't fix by myself. So it's like, well, crap, I can't worry about it. Now, come June 1st, call to me something else. Like, it's probably going to be a full, like, 11 on June 1st if I can't have a wedding. But we'll figure it out. We're going to out. What we've planned on so far is if we can't have anything whatsoever, I think we're just going to try to push it a year and then just do, like, a big one-year anniversary. That way, there's a vaccine, hopefully, like... We don't have to worry about our parents, like, with our friends. And so we, like, all these people, like, God speed to all these people that were supposed to get married in April and May and that are pushing it to November. Like, I've already told you, Jeffrey, like, we're not going to push it. Like, we're going to push it a year if we push it. But we're going to get married. But as far as the party goes, we're pushing it at least a year. Like, we're not going to push it, oh, well, let's see what it's like in December. Because then you're just going to probably have to push it some more. I dig it. What, Neil? No, is it? Oh, no, you're good. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm good. He was, breathed like he had something. No, I just, I was just breathing. The alternative is not good. Okay. We will. Uh, you, you can, uh, you can, you can get back to your night, Leah. We appreciate you, uh, you, you jumping on. We were just curious. I just we, would we, like to. Know, yeah. Well, actually, I just would like to state this while Jeffrey was calling. I was cleaning dishes, so this is my future, and he has one more thing to say. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think she'd get the last word. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I worked for y'all for five years. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I will die. God, God can send me to hell. I go, like, wait a minute. I got one more thing to say. All right. With that being said, uh, first off, Neil, the mask when you're taking calls is a 10 out of 10 joke. That was outstanding. Thank you. Chase, your shirt. Your shirt still looks like absolutely, <laughs> literally looks like a checkerboard. Um, and secondly, I'd like to, I, I know Neil at the beginning of the show was uh, discussing his radio hit with Jeff Calkins. I would like for this to be on the record. Yes, we, did we lose you? I did not hang up on him. I've done nothing. Jeffrey? I have no idea. I'll say this about Calkins, and I mean this sincerely. There's not a better interviewer in in sports media. They've literally been friends for twenty. Uh, uh, see, Neil, you covered they covered Auburn together, right? You in hit the late nineties. Hey, you hit a mute button. You hit something. a mute we button. We didn't hear anything we, the last like thirty you. seconds. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we yep. hear you now, yep. but you you said something about Calkins, and then I got nothing else. You said something about the, yeah, my hit okay. with Calkins today, and then we lost you. Okay, so on your hit with Calkins, normally he just sits back in his chair, and he's just like literally waiting for people to stop talking, and then he can move the conversation in the direction he's waiting to go. Today, Calkins, as soon as you came on the air, Calkins was like up at attention. He was like, like I could see a smile on his face, and he was just ready because he knew, you know what? This is a guy I've been talking to 
I I think y'all started covering Auburn together in the late '90s, and uh, you could tell it's like, oh yeah, it was just it's the classic example of two guys that have been doing these these types of radio hits for you know 25 years together. They've been talking to each other for 25 years, and while on certain things you two couldn't be different, it was just to watch him light up and have 30 minutes today where he was just like, I, I'm, I've been waiting to talk to Neil for this long. And he was just so, so happy, so enthusiastic. It was a, it was a delight to see from the producer's booth. Well, that's nice of you. Yeah. I was telling Chase, he's, uh, he's one of the, he, he might be the very best interviewer in sports media that I've, that I've dealt with. He's, uh, his ability to, to, Keep an interview going and, and make it a conversation and move it along is is a gift that, quite frankly, most people just don't have. It can't be taught. It it tells you why he's the kind of the columnist that he is because he, he's able to to interview people the way that he does. It's it's a skill that very few people really think about uh, the art of an interview and and he's he's exceptional at it. Well, there's two things. One, what Jeff is the absolute best at he is the best with words in my opinion. And so that's why he is, he is one of the few people that is able to be funny in print and funny in person. Oftentimes you find like Bill Simmons is a guy that when you hear his podcast, you're like, wait a minute, I've been laughing with this guy for you know 20 years. Why is this, why is he not as funny off the cuff? And it's like, okay, well that's a different skill set. Calkins is the one guy that can do both. But what I give you the absolute credit for is that when he's talking to you, he knows full well that he he doesn't have to steer anything. He lets you talk, and for him, it's like, oh, this is a break because I just get to talk to my friend of you know twenty five years, and we get to have the same arguments or same discussion that we've had. Uh, you know, our entire existence of knowing each other and he just lights up. And as a producer, I can't thank you enough for that because uh, you don't ever have to agree to do these radio hits. We don't pay you. And I'm just grateful because that was 30 minutes where uh, my host and my friend were talking together and they both seemed to enjoy the conversation. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I I love talking to Calkins. He's he's one of my one of my favorite people in in, in journalism. I think he's terrific. I've I've said that for a long time. He's he easily could have been he could have been much more nationally relevant if he'd wanted to. He found a place that was home and and all that stuff. But uh, he's exceptional. He's really good. What's the last thing you bet on before you go? Uh, the NBA. The night the NBA ended. Oh, so nothing crazy or weird since then. Uh, no, and I have no problem. Uh, I have no problem. Uh, so y'all brought up the the trade that the Rams made a little bit earlier, or the Rams uh, Super Bowl, I think, is on NFL Network. Yeah. And uh, your brother, uh, I got to watch your brother uh, just wither into a massive amount of depression uh, in person that game. And uh, that was, boy, watching – uh, watching your friend watch his team lose the Super Bowl is an experience that you can't put into words. Uh, with with that being said, um, uh, first off, Weller's. I, I was also drinking Weller Special Reserve. Um, 
I think I was just told the burn, but I was drinking. And uh, in general, like I'm, I'm so depressed, guys. And uh, gambling is the one thing that I, you know, I, I try never to. I never try to view it as a, like an income stream, but the rush that you get is second to none. And you can't replicate that with anything else that I've experienced in life. But trying to bet on, you know, a Madden simulation, which Dylan has done, by the way, and he tried to get, he tried to rope me in on it. I couldn't do it. I racing uh, with NASCAR. I couldn't do it. Uh, the NBA 2K tournament. I couldn't do it. So yeah, no, I'm basically just sitting here every single night and, uh, ending up uh, looking for something new to watch. And then I just end up watching uh, either Sherlock or YouTube videos again. Fair enough. Thanks for the call. Talk to you soon, bud. I guess. <clears throat> so let's pop up on Twitter a second ago. There's going to be tons of D1 schools that said they can't pay for seniors to come back and play baseball. Yeah. UNO, the privateers who have been broke for most of the last decade since Katrina, at least decade and a half, they have 10 returning seniors are paying for all of them to come back. Wow. Yeah. Seeing that just pop up. You know, one of the things Calkins and I talked about this morning, and you and I really haven't talked about it, I think in large part because we don't want to talk about it. And I don't think it's going to come to this. And the re- and, and you'll hear a little bit of this with Andy is if there if there's no football season, and there will be, I, I'm, I firmly believe there will be, but if there weren't, the list of casualties across the board would be staggering. Oh. I mean, in, in ways that, until you start to talk about what it would be, even in the Power Five, but outside of the Power Five, it would be just a bludgeoning. It would, it would take, Chase, I think it would take decades, and maybe that's a little hyperbolic, I don't think so, before it returned to normal. You would, you would shudder so many men's tennis and men's golf and men's track and men's cross country and men's everything else and a lot of women's sports too mm-hmm. like so many college baseball programs would just get shut down because of the 11.7 not because of baseball or because of whatever but but if you're a, if, if if that were to happen and you're running a college baseball program that's not profitable you close it yeah you'd have to unbelievable no everything has to work with football that's it period Otherwise, you're done. Yeah. Because because you're not yeah. even because you don't also have the mindset or the reserves like schools who do all that without football because that's yeah. not where your head is. That's not where your it's not the way your infrastructure is built. You know, like you know Butler. Well, they don't have football. Their basketball program works. They make money off basketball. Gonzaga. You know, Rice to an extent, like with baseball. Like you know, yeah. stuff works. And those programs are probably really careful with the way they spend money on volleyball soccer yeah i mean it's the dirty little secret in the power five is that the you know the the memo that doesn't really get sent out but it's understood is hey spend every dime because we don't want anyone to come back to us and say hey how come y'all don't play the pet why don't you pay the players you've got 13 million dollars left over I mean, they save some money and they have a rainy day fund, but they typically hide it 
in a you know foundation or whatever. It's not on the books. Yeah, and and so it's this is uh man th- this thing this thing is is well uh, I mean the much ballyhooed one that Ross talked about. Ole Miss had about thirty million, and now they had it to your probation, which cost them eight a year. Suddenly that thirty goes to fourteen, and then suddenly it's at nine, and then eight, and suddenly you look up and go, whoa, it's gone. Got to pay the light bill here. Yeah, crazy. I uh, had a couple calls come in, call back, and we were uh, there was a little issue there. So there we, uh, there we go. We'll take one of those. Hello. One second. Who we got? This is Lace. <clears throat> what's going on, guys? Hey, Lace. Uh, what's up, man? I'm just I'm uh, in my driveway. Uh, trying to get my two-year-old to fall asleep while he's watching uh, the Netflix cartoon Fast and the Furious Spy Racers. Spy Racers. And, um, just, yeah, it's Fast and Furious. It, it, if you think that uh, Vin Diesel looks like a like a big <laughs> toe uh, in real life, you should see his cartoon character. It's even worse. So you've tried driving around and that hasn't now. worked, so now you're just sitting in the driveway? I've gotten so tired that I'm the first one to fall asleep. So I'm just uh, in the driveway uh, watching you on YouTube. And uh, yeah, that's that's about it. I wish I had a drink, but uh, unfortunately, uh, I have to wait and wait every night until after I get him to sleep, and then usually I'm too tired. But uh, you, yeah, are you sleeping well? Uh, well, no, we just got a dog, uh, <laughs> on Saturday, which I was, uh, I, I unfortunately could not veto. And now, uh, I was really just sleeping on like one little square inch of my bed because my daughter and my son would come get us, come sleep and just, you know, lay on me in the middle of the night. And now, uh, there's, there's an animal laying on me too. So what kind of dog is it? Uh, it is a mutt, but it sort of looks like a, um, people have asked me, a, a Rodarian, is that a dog? I, I don't, I've never owned an animal before, uh, this, so I've made it 42 years without, without it, but Rodanese or Rod, something like that. It's yeah, a, I don't know. It's a pretty good dog, but yeah, yeah I'm, not a, I'm not a dog person. Uh, I know. It seems like he pisses all the time. It just, <laughs> I, I just can't believe something can just urinate that much. And I, I'm still trying to potty train my son too. So I didn't make, I didn't make it to where I could only clean up one person's, uh, one other person's feces uh, beside my own uh, at a time. So, but, where, yeah. Where are you I'm calling just, from? Go ahead. Owensboro, Kentucky. Okay. So, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. I mean, uh, like I said, I wish I was upstairs drinking some, uh, drinking some bourbon. Uh, really like, uh, what JK turned me on to the, uh, the Legion is, uh, is really, really good for a Jim Beam brand. And uh, I've never had it. Yeah. Jay knows his bourbon now. He really does. Yeah. I've tried the old Bartstown bottle and bomb like he likes. I know, but, uh, it, it didn't really, I don't know. It didn't really get get me in. Uh, Jay's a firm believer that that uh, Jay's a firm believer that you can go cheap with bourbon, 
and do just as well as if you're spending more. And I'm not sure that I agree with him, but he, he he's had some hits. And then, like you said, he's probably had some misses. Yeah, I I do uh, I do a little bit of work at a at a uh, distillery here in Owensboro, and um, every now and then the guys will will drill a hole in a in a uh, barrel for me, and comes right out of the barrel. And I, I'll tell you this: it doesn't have it doesn't have to be aged fourteen years or twenty years. It can be aged two years, and when it comes straight out of the barrel, it's got those got those little pieces of wood in it and it is it's good even even the stuff that's usually pretty cheap so anyway well Well, good luck with the little uh, one he's finally he's finally falling asleep so now i just got to transfer him up to the bed so hey thanks (laughs) we we wish you well absolutely good luck appreciate it all right i fall asleep well but ever since this thing started, it's the staying asleep that's the issue. I wake up at about somewhere between two and three a.m. and I have to play mind games with myself to get me back to sleep. Like what? What are we doing? Well, I mean, I just wake up and I'm thinking. I'm awake. I don't just kind of wake up like, hey, I got to wake up to pee or something. I'm I'm awake, and I do the toss and turn thing, and I sort of typically have like a, a rule in my mind: fifteen minutes of this, and I'm up. But I don't want to get in the habit of getting up at 2.45 in the morning. I don't mean this as a bit. I'm really kind of serious when I say this. Did, is, was that a thing as you've gotten older, the whole, I got to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but... but like Because that's not a thing for me at all. Right. Like, literally but, never a thing. But I could get back to... I mean, you know, not every night, but I could get back in, in the bed and go to sleep within seconds. And now I wake up, and it's not even that. I wake up, and I'm just thinking. Like, my mind is going really fast and i can't i can't get it to slow down enough to go to sleep and so i have to start playing games with myself like trying to remember things like i'm trying to remember boring things to make myself go to sleep boring things yeah like i'll start thinking like i I played this game with myself can you name how many people in my fourth grade class could i name don't give a damn how many could you name i mean like 15 or 20. Could you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but I was, Well, I mean, but you're just naming people you graduated with, right? Well, not necessarily. But, I mean, but, but I, I mean, a lot. But yeah, but I was trying to think who was, but, but who of those people were in my class? You mean literal class? Literally in the in my classroom. I couldn't tell you three. Like in Ms. Boyd's classroom in the fourth grade. Well, you who know was who was classroom. actually in your class in yeah, fourth grade. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm no shot in hell. And so I would try to do stuff like that where I wouldn't strain my mind, but it would kind of be boring enough where I'd fall asleep. And so that's what I'm doing because if I start thinking about okay, what do what do we do financially if there's no football season? If I start thinking about stuff like that, I'm up. Like, call, it, call it a night. Like if I start thinking about hey, what happens if like the campuses are closed this fall and and my daughter's losing her mind? I mean, you know, I, if I let myself go there, now I'm wide awake. I mean, I'm up. And so I have to think about mundane stuff that helps me go to sleep. Have you tried CBD? Uh, I hadn't tried that. I've done melatonin. I've done Benadryl. Mm. It works, but I, I just, I still, what it does, all that stuff does for me is that it, when I go to bed, I fall asleep quickly. I have no trouble falling asleep since this started. My dreams are crazy, and I've read that that's a normal thing when in weird times to have weird dreams. Really? Yeah. But I wake up, and 
it sometimes it takes me an hour to go back to sleep in the middle of the night, and I'm not a I don't I don't have a lot of patience for that. No, you're bad about just getting up. I mean, a few minutes and you're done. Fifteen minutes and I'm up, and I, and I don't want to check my phone because that that's that wakes you up even more. Yeah, the blue light's not good at all for no. for, for that because I, I I've had to really get better about that because I used to be bad about hey I'll I'll scroll through Twitter at. Three thirty in the morning. No, and you're that's done. not good. Yeah, yeah now you're up because you'll you'll see something that's interesting and you open it up. You're like, you know, Anthony Rizzo said something. I'm like, oh, what did he say? And now I'm up. Yeah, who are we talking to? It's Cole. Oh, hey Cole. Hey what's Cole, up? what's up, man? Hey guys. Good. Oh, not much. Uh, you know, you need to try the CBD specifically. Okay. Uh, I started it just to try to get some like knee pain. Uh, Chase knows this. The, the awful thing about golf is you stake your left foot into the ground and then torque on your knee, so that's never good. And um, doing that for you know, 32 years, I have a knee pain, so I, I started it for that. What I realized is like waking up with anxiety went away. And I wake up with stupid anxiety like, oh, God, I didn't lock the front door. Or, you know, I didn't mail this off or some dumb thing like that. So I, it just went away when I started taking that. So give that a shot. But anyways, how are you guys making it? Uh, we're trying to be creative, trying to figure things out a little bit. I don't I mean, you, you don't really expect this. You know what I mean? Like when you're when, yeah. when you're in sports, they go, hey, just give this next year. There's no sports. So you know, go do your job. And I, I don't know. It's uh, it's 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 been a bit of a mess, but it's all I right. I mean, think of what today would have been for us normally. Uh, Ole Miss would have opened a series in Starkville, I think, against Mississippi State. This would have been uh, football practice day. They would have had their final non-Grove Bowl scrimmage on Saturday. We would have had football content. We would have had baseball content. People would either be jubilant about a baseball team or, or wanting to fire the coach. There'd be We'd have plenty of content, and then there'd be a signing period coming up in basketball that would at least have something to talk about. There wouldn't be a lot there because it's the late signing period, but there'd be something. We'd have a lot going on in recruiting because kids would be taking visits. And instead, we have none of those things. And so you, and it's not even really like, like today, like I told you, I looked at the calendars, April the 9th, and I thought, frankly, if you have kids plug their ears for a minute, I thought, holy shit, man, we got four. You give them a lot of time there to plug their ears. We got, we got four more months of this. Like, like we've made it through a month and it feels like six months. And I'm like, we have four more months. What, what do we what do we talk about? Because at some point, though, will there be a season or not? It's going to get resolved. And when's the season start? It's going to get resolved. And I guess at that point, we'll we'll start back up with, okay, so Ole Miss is going to, instead of opening with Baylor, they're going to open with Alabama. So let's let's talk about the Tide. I mean, I guess, I guess that's what we do. I, I, I'm, I talked to Kermit Davis, you know, a couple of days ago. And before we got started, he's, I said, do you have a plan for if kids don't show up this summer, and he's like, "No, no, 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 I, I, I can't think that." And I'm thinking to myself, "Well, you ought to." And then I'm like, "I hope he's right." But you know, and the answer is, if they can't get the kids there till August, you, you get the kids there in August, and you do the best you can. And the other thing I thought about is, once this comes to an end, from our standpoint, every interview we do for like another year is going to be so. How did the whole coronavirus thing sort of impact your preparation? 
like Sammy Hunter and Sean Robinson and uh, Austin Crowley. This was going to be a really big offseason for them, and now they're not having it. And so next season, when the season hopefully gets started, if those guys get off to a slow start, I'm having to ask you know Kermit, hey, those guys, you know, you didn't get to do with them what you wanted to do. How far behind are they? It, this is going to be a storyline in in sports, and I, I know sports don't matter. I get it, but it's going to be a storyline in sports for years. No, I think sports do matter. I think you answered your question right there. I mean, I think there's enough of us that would just tune into you guys, uh, regardless of Ole Miss, just to hear, you know, just your take because it's a, it's just another person's take, and you you kind of want to hear it. And and y'all have done a good job of of uh, going back and forth with each other, and it's become a familiar take, and you get ready to listen to it. There's just so many other things. All the things that you just listed, I mean, that's – to me, that's content for, for a while. I'll, I'll tell you, Cole, what keeps me up. One thing woke me up this week, one of the most compelling conversations that I had all week. It only lasted about a minute. But my daughter, Caroline, who's 17, she's a junior at Oxford High School, She, we were driving over to my parents to socially distance see them. And uh, we were talking about my kids. I've noticed my kids do not want to talk about coronavirus. They don't want to talk about this stuff. They just, in their minds, they just assume that come come August they go back to normal. Even Carson this morning said, "Sure, I'll I'll never I'll never complain about going to school again." And obviously he will, but he won't for a while. But she said, "Yeah, we were talking about you know college football," and in her mind. Because, you know, when you're 17, you think about yourself. You're pretty, you know, you're pretty self-centered. And she's really good about it. But she's, you know, she's a kid. And she said, will there be a high school season? Because if there's not going to be a, a senior season, I'm going to be so mad. And I thought, man, think about how many kids, whether they're football players or cheerleaders or dance team or they're in the band or whatever, how many kids right now, this is stressful, if they start thinking, so I'm not going to have my senior year? And then the current seniors, they don't have a graduation. They don't have a prom. And I, mean, I know there's bigger things so than that. Yeah, the, the baseball say, teams uh, didn't get to finish. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. He, it's, he's a golfer and, and was excited about his senior season, and, and it's gone. And, and what I told him, and you know, I'd, I feel sorry for you for your uh, daughter in Arkansas, I said, well, at least it wasn't your freshman year of college that this happened. I mean, senior high school's a really bad time, but freshman year of college in the spring is, is probably the, the, the coolest semester that you have. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and, and you know, and, and, with and, you go to an SEC school with good baseball. Yeah, and Campbell and her friends, you know, I mean, she has this, like, really this core group of about six friends that – you know they had a lot of plans for for the spring and and you know those get canceled and they they zoom one another and like they they've all ordered a book and they're they're going to do a book thing together and they're doing they're trying to do these things that keep them connected but yeah i mean you just it's the the amount of of uh of just profound uh effects of this whole thing and you know, if it's happening to my kids, it's happening to your kids, it's happening to everybody's kids. Just is, it, it's it's immeasurable. Yeah, I was just so thinking we're, we're both working from home. My wife uh, 
God bless her. She's a, uh, y'all know Megan. She, uh, she's a, uh, a pharmaceutical rep that goes to hospitals. Well, obviously they pulled them out of the hospitals. So she does some virtual calls and does calls with her region and stuff like that. And so the, the, you know, I work for the bank as an accountant and I've, I've got a home office. And so we're both here, but I'm, I'm slammed, uh, trying to get ready for a, earnings release where we're going to talk about how's the bank prepared for this and so i'm in the in the office all day and she's running around with the with the kids like trying to do her work and like teach them we have a seven and four year old and so like i hear what's going on outside and like although like i'm busier than i've ever been and also working from a remote office i'm like oh my gosh what what is out there is is scarier than what's in here, like trying to work and become a stay at home mom. It's, it's wild. But, you know, the other, the other facet of that is, uh, you know, having good, having a good marriage is, uh, is really key right now. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you know, but you're just talking about that. Like one other thing, just content wise that we're missing is I, I was sort of trying to brainstorm, come up with some different video ideas and things. And a lot of them, a lot of them aren't doable because you either have to be within six feet or so of someone, or even if you could sort of make it work, like I almost kind of wonder, you know, Hey, you don't necessarily want to, and I know nobody's necessarily looking at me or Neil or anybody else for, for example, but you don't really want to be a bad example. You know what I mean? Like even if there's something kind of right there on the periphery. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's changed even some of those, those different things that maybe were, were, were planned or not planned, but I, I don't know. I mean, we, we, we might end up just, you know, have some eating contest or something. I don't know. We'll figure out some different ways to, to have some content here i got to make neil actually ingest calories but you know we'll see what we can do yeah there's a youtube show called hot ones yeah i watch it it's good uh well so yeah i did the i, I ordered the, the bomb hot sauce and ate a chicken wing online the other day just for just just to just to give content to so how hot was it to watch me stuff what, so, so so what was the scoville unit of that and then what is the scoville unit of something much less than that that we would recognize uh, I don't remember what the scoville unit is of it, but I think it's uh, it's hotter than a than like just a straight raw habanero pepper. Okay. Um, I think maybe about like five times. I can't remember what the exact is. Here's the deal: is when you eat those things, once you get past like habanero, like if you can survive that, then the rest of it is just it's uh, diminishing returns, so to say. Like I mean, it's, it's hot, but it's I'm not going to get anything worse. Is habanero beyond so, ghost pepper, uh, or is ghost pepper beyond habanero? No, it's below. They, they, they genetically engineered, like, uh, like, all these other peppers, like ghost and Carolina Reaper and all these things were basically, like, habanero peppers, like, genetically engineered to be hotter. Oh, okay. So, they, um, yeah, they just get ridiculous. And those, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty awful, but it's yeah. Anything for uh Hey, we're all just trying to entertain one another right yeah. now, you know what I mean? I mean it is what it is, so <laughs> Exactly. This uh well, chip guys, brand uh, called always. This yeah. there's a chip yeah. brand called what? Pocky. Yeah. And they're really good chips. Like they have yeah. uh, uh you, the one chip challenge. Yeah, yeah. That ghost pepper chip. Man oh man, like it's good. Oh, the ghost pepper chips, fire! But they do. Have you seen the one chip challenge? No. Okay, so Pocky does a chip, and it's hard to get. It's like after it's like sought after, 
and they'll it's just a pack it has one chip in it and it's just just youtube one chip challenge and watch people do it charles barkley may be the best one it, is it it's hotter than the ghost pepper i take it oh yeah right. oh my god no i couldn't do it i ate a bag yeah, of the ghost hot. pepper chips one time and they, they were delicious but it my mouth was on fire for literally hours yeah yeah one chip challenge you'll, you'll enjoy that cool well uh Give that a shot. Appreciate it, Cole, for calling in, talking to you, yeah, catching up. Absolutely. Uh, big thanks to you, Lance uh, Lance Lafont. Thanks so much. That's very nice of you. Really appreciate it. Uh, is Tiger about to win? What hole are we on? Uh, he's like on to... 16 or 17 at this point. I, I, I feel good about his chances. Not only do we have the benefit of time, he's, he has like a 20-stroke lead. So he's slamming the door on everyone else. He's up 12 point. strokes through 16 over Tom Kite, Tommy Tolls, Constantino Roca. Yeah. Yeah. I like his chances. I'm looking at the leaderboard for some reason, but yeah, sure. He's going to win, Chase. I'm going to let you. <laughs> Woods is going to get this done. He's going to get this one. He's going to get 14 yeah, more. Yeah, I just got to let you know this one's going to be okay. I, I like Woods' chances. He's one of the main guys that, I mean, I think it could be a Masters of November, so not really. But if a full year had been lost here of the PGA Tour, Maybe one of the main people that would suffer from that as far as losing a year of your your career and what's left. You know, it's one of the things I've read about Major League Baseball. They did a story about guys that miss out because they lose this season that need just some stats to get to a Hall of Fame level. It's a bunch. And then in, in basketball, what might this do to Giannis Antetokounmpo through the Milwaukee Bucks? This was a year that Milwaukee's probably the best team Certainly the best team in the East. If they made the finals and won the finals, Giannis probably isn't leaving Milwaukee. But now it puts this next season into this. He's next season after next season. He's a free agent. It's win or else. That's a lot of pressure. I mean, as an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, I can tell you that last season of Kevin Durant's time in Oklahoma City was was pressure-packed. No, I completely agree with you. I'm reading from the live stream here. So, Rebecca, are you being hyperbolic, or did you really do a wing challenge one time? You got sick and passed out. Is that is, 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 is that true? I mean, I'm we can talk while I'm look waiting on, waiting on an answer there, but I, no thanks. I'm good. No, like I, 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 I like spicy, but like if I've got to eat a wing where I've got to wear gloves and make sure I don't touch my eyes. No, I, don't I mean, do let's that. just let's just. She said she's being completely serious. Well, and if you're a contact wearer. You have to be super careful doing stuff like that because if you put that stuff in your eye, it is a different level of pain. Because I love jalapenos. I put jalapenos on almost anything I can. But if you don't wash your hands really thoroughly, and a jalapeno is mild compared to some of the stuff we're talking about, it'll light your eye on fire when you go to take your contact out or to put your contact in. Mm -hmm. You got to be... And if it's something hot enough to make you pass out for an hour and a half, you just don't need to be doing that. I mean, yeah, I, I'm glad you're okay, Rebecca, but no. Yeah, I have questions. Yeah, uh, I, I have, I have, I have serious questions. I like hot, but I don't like that hot. Like the ghost pepper pocky chips. I did it one time, and then since then, I, I can't, I can't make it past about two or three chips before I go. This is dumb. Why am I eating these? She says the sauce was straight extract and tasted like chemicals. Ooh, no. 
Yeah, I bet she says so, so terrible. I cannot imagine. Yeah. Oh, man. No, I mean, I... Mm-mm. Yeah. I watch those challenges on TV and stuff, and I just think, mm-mm. So... Yeah, we 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 haven't uh, we haven't gotten to that part. We're not uh, we're not that desperate for our content. No, yet. I we won't were... do that challenge. If you want to do it, <laughs> the I'll wing watch... challenge is not. I'll do a wing challenge, but it's got to be like mild or buffalo or medium. I'll go up to medium, and that's as far as I'll go on a challenge. If it's those super hot wings, man, I just I'm not doing that. It's not worth it. Did you watch Godfrey throw up the other night? I did. did you watch? I watched the replay the next day. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I think his thought was what everybody else's thought was. If you're trying to do this challenge, is it in your head? You go, yeah, absolutely. It's not that much food, and then it gets in front of you, and you go, oh. Well, and, and he got started, and he got off to a good start, and then you just start thinking about how much food that is. Well, yeah, you you knock out the three double quarter pounders and go, oh, I've got those out of the way, and you go, I've got another quarter pounder. Two things of fries, twenty chicken nuggets, and all of that Coke. The, the Coke. I still think the soft drink. He said the nuggets were what 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 everybody slept on. I still think the the liquid is the problem because you're only going to drink like one and a half. I mean, obviously actually, it's the combination of all of it, well, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's all that liquid, and that's a lot of. I mean, if you if seriously, if you were to go and just have, if you were hungry, and you went to a a a, a fast food place, and you got was it three big sodas? If you got three big sodas and just something small to eat, like a kid's meal, those three big sodas would make you feel off. Yeah, 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 yeah. But because it was, I think he had one soda left, and he was like, "I, I just can't." Like he had to take a minute because it was one soda left because it was just hurting to drink at that point. Yeah, that's so. He that, said if they doubled the amount they raised, they'd he'd do it again. Yeah, well, and that's cool. I mean, and good for him. But, and then he wore that jacket, which had to feel so hot after a while. He took it off. Yeah. I mean, but still, you had a moment there where you're like, this is dumb. 37 bucks from McDonald's to get this, uh, this concoction of food. Mm. That's not for me. Not your thing. I just don't, I mean, I, I mean, I would do something like that if it were raising a bunch of money for a good cause, but I do question my ability to do it. Because if Godfrey's throwing up, see that would intimidate me. Because I would have, I would look at someone like Stephen and say he's actually got a shot here. And compared to Stephen, I would say I have no shot here. And yeah, I think you would throw up well, three quarter pounders with cheese. I don't give you a chance, honestly. No, 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 no. I mean, I would, I would have to go off camera and hurl. Yeah, and then it would be ugly. Because he throws up the first time and goes, I think I lost about 10 chicken nuggets. That's kind of his, his, yeah, his, it's his, awful. his guess. So bad. And all the people that watched, and I was one of them, just, mm, that left a scar. Oh. Like, seriously, after watching that, could you eat McDonald's? If someone put McDonald's See, I in. I don't like it anyway. It's, yeah, it's my, that, that's not my point. It's not what I asked. If, 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 if you had to, if. Someone put that in front of you now, just McDonald's. You would think about Stevens D. Every time. Yeah, that's my point. Somebody goes, hey, you want a double quarter pounder? No, no. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. No thanks. 
It was great the number of jerks that donated twenty eight dollars and three cents or or, or whatever. Oh, the guy that that donated two thousand eight hundred and three dollars. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he's like you're an asshole, but you're a charitable asshole. Yeah. Well, he's watching that game because he's going. It's not a Patriots fan. It's a Saints fan. Come yeah. On. Oh yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. It's awful. I mean, in the midst of eating all that, that Super Bowl's in front of him. That's brutal. Oh, gosh. Maybe if a Saints fan does it, we've got so many choices on how to punish us here lately. I don't <laughs> no know doubt. which to pick. The Vikings game? The, the other Vikings game, game? Yeah, the other Vikings game. I don't even know how to rate them. It's got to be the Rams because it's the NFC title game, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of what's on actually on the line. Yeah, for sure. Because that Vikings game, you could easily convince yourself that you weren't going to beat the Eagles anyway. Yeah. I mean, and you might not have. But if you'd beaten the Rams, you were probably winning the Super Bowl. Did it? That, that's tough. So State hired a women's basketball coach already? John Cohen got his yeah, person? Yeah, sure. Who'd they hire? Uh, she had a hyphenated name. That's all I can remember. Whoa, what? <laughs> that's all it can... was in the thing. I don't remember. I don't know. Where's she from? Dude. <laughs> Where is she from? I don't know. She's from somewhere. Uh, McPhee something or another? Well, I don't know. I'm asking you. I don't know. Beat. I, I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. They didn't take the Vic Schaefer thing leaving very well. No. It was tough. That was a tough one. It's kind of out of the blue, too. Uh, Cole, thank you. And you're right. Uh, if you're coming to Oxford, if you're around Oxford, LB's Meat Market, they're one of our sponsors at MPW Digital. Greg and the people there, they do a super job. I was in there uh, actually today for just a quick minute, and um, – He's stocked. I mean, I know it's hard to find meat at places. LB's has it. And not only do they have it, they have it. It's uh, super quality. And you can give him a call if you're nervous about the corona stuff. I don't blame you. I get it. You can call him. You can uh, place your order. Pay on uh, over the phone with your card. He'll have it packaged. They'll bring it out to your car. But if you want to go in and look around, you can do that too. So all of that at LB's Meat Market. It's right across from Kroger. In Oxford. Yeah, I picked up some uh, some Wagyu ground beef from him the other day. Um, yeah. Picked up some steaks from him over the weekend. So Have you done the Denver steak yet? I have not. No, no, no. <laughs> you were high on that, I saw. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Like, it might kind of sort of change our Christmas plans. Really? We always do a beef tenderloin. Yeah, we do too. I might do, I might do the Denver steak. Really? Yeah, the, the marbling in it, I think if I got it down, I didn't quite get the temperature down the first time I, d- I did it. But I, I think I could do it now. It, it's fantastic. Okay. We will uh, we'll cut there for the uh, the night. Appreciate all the calls, people in the live streams. A lot of fun. Like these uh, <clears throat> is a uh, is a change. Start doing more of them. Start figuring out what the uh, the right time to do things every day is as we move forward and uh, get through this period for all of us. So hopefully we entertain. We brought some normalcy to uh, to your night to uh, tonight. Again, appreciate Andy for uh, for his time. And we will be back. Uh, when will we be back? I guess Monday over the weekend. I don't know. We're not going to yeah. do one Friday morning, obviously, because this will be going up right. as a podcast one Friday morning. We'll let you know when our next show is. But I know we're talking to Taylor's Arzer on Monday. I'm not sure exactly what time I need to get okay. to him, so we'll figure that out. Yeah, so we'll figure it out. But appreciate all you guys, and we'll talk to you again very soon.